Stand by for action. everybody and welcome back to the punk tired Eye podcast as we continue to wrap up the year 2023 neil what episode is this we actually might be able to number this one right this would be officially episode 263 263 episodes and only like five clunkers not bad man not bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i guess that's i guess that's true and the ones that are clunkers i at least they were short right uh yeah not short enough well it's funny (laughs) Sorry, we, sorry, head wound guy. We're doing a lot. <laughs> we're doing a lot of uh, you're in you're in wrap up. As a matter of fact, I I want to do one more after this. Um, we're doing a lot of year in wrap up, but next year I think we'll probably get at least in January. I think we'll get heavily back into some guests. We've been working on. We've kind of been slacking on doing guests till the end of the year. Let people get through the holidays and and that kind of well, thing. And it's not it's not even that. So I mean, we have a little bit maybe, but I also I just think some of our guests are busy. Like we were supposed no. to have a guest on today, and yeah. he canceled last minute. And I assume it's because Christmas. You know, everyone's got Christmas coming up. So sometimes yeah. shit like this isn't. Yeah, he said he said I'd be glad to do it. And then his wife said, "You did what? Yeah, you're right. You're going to talk to two idiots for two exactly. hours. <laughs> or maybe it was an emergency animal. Maybe you had to go in for an emergency animal. <laughs> it was very." early this morning on uh on california time that he yeah yeah like, but no, we, we, have a, we have a bunch of guests that are you know a lot of them are confirmed some of them are close to it that we just like i said it's just it's hard in december and everybody's been busy so anyway yeah punk till i die 77 gmail punk till i die on facebook group so what we're doing today is we're gonna do a really really heavy music heavy episode we're neil and i are gonna count down our top 10 albums of the year both of us and uh yeah, so, I mean, this is pretty much the definitive list of everything that was good in punk this year. So, <laughs> if you're not on this list, you should be very ashamed of yourself. According to us, yeah, according, yeah, according to, to us. us. So, according to two guys who live in a weird like bubble, but you know, still, so it's, we've it's had, an honor to be nominated, as you you should say, be saying right now. So, well, so we've had, um, let's see, we've had, so this will be the third top ten list we've had. Obviously, the first ones mm-hmm, were from mm-hmm. well, fourth, I guess, fifth. 20, 21, 22, 23. This is our fourth, yes. Oh no, twenty. No, what I'm yes. saying, what, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, so we had um, Ricky, we had Ricky and Adam on to talk about their top tens. Yep. So we got, we, had, we got Canada and Australia covered in great, great thoroughness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes. He's an honorable Australian, I guess, at this yes. point. And then our last episode, obviously, we had the lovely Heather on to talk yes. about what's new like, in uh, what's like best, what was the best stuff. in pop punk. Yeah. Yeah. So this will be now it's ours, our official. Punctual I Die Top well, and, 10 podcast yeah. of 2023. And we're going to get a lot of hell about it, too, you know, because it'll be there's going to be a lot of people going, well, why didn't you have this obscure Swedish crust band on your list that we'd never heard of? And and then, you know, the pop punk people are going to be mad that we don't have a pop punk. And the, everybody's going to be, you know, disappointed with us somehow. But, you know, the fact of it is you only have so many hours to listen to music, and this is what we listen to, listen to, and 
and we have this sort of little bubble that we're in here and and you know so you know like well, or lump it well it's it's an inter- it's an interesting bubble because um looking at my list some of this stuff was stuff i bought myself just because i've always liked the bands some yep. of the stuff was stuff that people you know who listen to the podcast have, have sent in yep. um and some of the things uh things that just other uh, people who listen to the podcast have suggested so yep. it's my mine is a I look at my list; it's all over the fucking place. Actually, um, yours seems a bit more compact than mine. Yeah, um, I agree with that. There's no, I don't have any real like wild outside the box picks. There's no like uh, you know Mongolian throat singing bands or anything. <laughs> <on there. laughs> well, talk, talking about that, if you were to pick an album of the year, do you have an album of the year that falls outside of the punk genre? Have you listened to anything else this year that uh, really turned you on? Um, I, I, I mean metal. Yeah, like like uh, you know, like I, I mentioned it. Overkill made a great new thrash album this year called Scorched, and I think we we did we even played a song off it. I think at the halfway point, it was on my top ten or top five or whatever. And I just my list, I, I ultimately got it down to just punk stuff. And uh, but I, you know, I, did I have a favorite folk record or jazz record or something? I absolutely did not. <laughs> Just, no, what, about, just, what about you, Neil? You said you were listening to some jazz. Do you have a favorite jazz album this year? <laughs> no, and that was just early Saturday morning, kind of waking up kind of music. So do you have that on vinyl? Or you just listen to the radio or what? <laughs> I was listening to... No, I saw it suggested by some guy on Instagram. He said oh. it was really good and it sounded fantastic. So I just I downloaded it and listened to it oh. as I was... Uh, Taking a shit, you know, as you do. There you um, go. It, it helps. It helps the slide. Helps the poop slide. <laughs> um, but I, th- I guess my one. I think there's a band called the Ocean Blue that I really liked an album of theirs, but they're kind of. Um, they certainly don't fall in the punk genre at all. No, what but, is it? Uh, Homosexual lifestyle music. <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of you know. Imagine the House Martins or something like that. I don't know. Ah, we're like a bit, all rock, li- a bit lighter and poppy and jangly. You know. There's there's probably something you know my 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 uh, most of that stuff I'm exposed to through my kids, my daughter that's at home still you know if we ride around the car there's certain pop stuff that I I don't know that I could say I like the whole album, and I don't even know that I know the names of the songs but there's certainly a few pop songs or whatever this year that came out that I was sort of familiar with I don't really have any like like I don't really have anybody listening to alt rock in my life to expose me to anything. You know what? You know what? You know what makes me laugh is when you mm. see on some of these punk groups and stuff people taking shots at like Taylor Swift. I just find yeah. it fucking hysterical. Like, like Taylor Swift wasn't meant for you. It's pop music for kids. Yeah. So I don't know yeah. why you get so personally offended. Plus, she's uh, she's done more for the economy and for, for yeah. working. Yeah, you know, record pressing plants. Yeah, than pretty much anybody else. Can, well, you know, other people. It is. Combined. It is funny because you know it's of course that's the same guys who said the last punk album came out in nineteen eighty one. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, indeed. It's just, it's, it's just, just yeah, it's amazing. Yes. I, 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 you know, one of the groups we're a part of, it's all old men, and they were raving about how the new Damned album was the best album of the year, and I'm just like, it's not a punk album. The new Damned album is not a punk album. It's just a boring-ass rock and roll album. I mean, it's not even bad, necessarily, but it's not a, I mean, this is not punk at this point, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I replied to him and said that might make the top fifty, maybe of the of the year, but not much uh, more than no that. There's no way there was fifty good albums this year. Maybe twenty five. <laughs> oh, I could find ones that I've listened to once that uh, I liked better than that damned album. Now you're Ricky. You just send me a list. These are my top thirty eight <laughs> albums for this year. Everything I listen to makes my list. All right, so I was making a point, but yeah, it's not. It's just not very good. I mean, it's just fucking average. So that would suggest to me that it's that just, guy it's just listened to one boring, album this right? year. It's just kind of boring. I it's, mean, yeah, maybe it's, it's better live, or I, I don't know. No, it's boring with long guitar solos. But it's I felt weird. that way about the last couple damned albums, actually. I'm just like, because you go see them live, they're fantastic still. But their well, last couple of records have been such a snooze. Well, to be fair, though, you went to see them live doing... Machine Gun uh, Etiquette. Machine yeah. Gun Etiquette. Well, so, but they, you know. they, that's the curse of these old punk bands, though, is that all people want to hear for the most part are the older songs. Right. So that's what they play. I mean, you know, I'm sure they probably worked a couple of new ones, and I think they might have done a couple of newer ones when I saw them. Of course, they were that was an album or two ago. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I mean, good for them. 1995. For, <laughs> good for them for still making records, but uh, I don't know. But it's just, these old guys. What we're only going to listen to the old bands? I don't know. And, and people are going to listen to our list and go, "You're the same way." You know, you guys are the same way. But we have a couple of newer. I definitely have a few newer bands on my list, so. I've got some um, of the newer bands are made up of old geezers, but still they're newer bands. Yeah, the, well, the majority of mine are all new bands. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, Neil. How do you want to? You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? We're in a countdown. We're each going to do. We're actually each going to play ten songs. We're going to yeah. give a real brief sort of explanation for why we picked it. Uh, I'm going to be real brief. I don't know about Neil, and uh, we're just going to yeah bounce back and forth, play songs and get to the end and my, my hope is that we do one more year-end wrap-up episode because i would love to do live shows eps reissues stuff like that that we really just don't have time to get into today mm-hmm. that's fine that's a good so, idea yeah especially i saw so many bucket list bands this year and we are living in the golden age of punk reissues so much good stuff you know these these labels are really doing a great job putting out you know forty year old albums again. So which makes it tricky because you might be you might have to make a choice right between um, a reissue of the aggression album with a nice booklet and stuff versus yeah. like two new records. So there's, that's made some difficult choices. Well, and, 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 and yeah, or, or, you know, a beat up used copy versus the new copy because I know you're a yeah. big guy for original pressing. That's true too. That's true. But too. yeah, it's hard to argue with a record that plays perfectly and has that booklet which i think i've got three of the trust records now four of them maybe and they are amazing just so well done they do such a great job with it. Actually, anyway, and, I, and same with mark at tko honestly he's doing the same thing with like poison idea i know you're not a big poison idea guy but man they're just they're so nice the reissues well see i was kind of disappointed with the youth brigade reissue but that's uh, see, the, i don't have that one i don't have that i don't have that one yet now does that not have the big booklet in it no it's not it's not even that it just doesn't sound very good well, I mean, you can only do so much with the source materials, I think, on this. No, that's stuff. true. That's that, that's true. I guess I was just expecting too much. I yeah, I, uh, I, I ordered the. Uh, so I have this thing I do. Like any any records I get, like they show up at the house after like December tenth. I just put them in a box and like give them to my wife and say, "Hey, wrap these up." And <laughs> that's give fair them, enough. Yeah, give them to me for Christmas because yeah, yeah. I don't need anything really. And yeah. So I got the Screeching Weasel reissues, and one of them, I guess, has a warped side, like or like one of the sides is screwed up, like it huh. doesn't operate at all. So I don't know. They're going to send me like one, one of the three I ordered is bad. They're going to send me a replacement record or something. Oh, is that true on all of them or just on yours? Uh, they said it was on all of them, and it, which is across multiple color platforms. See, that's ridiculous because I know those things weren't cheap, right? 
No, they were thirty dollars on so there's, there's no fucking excuse for that. There's well, no part, excuse part of for me that. Is, you know, but part of me is like, ha ha, you ripped me off for thirty bucks for this. Now you have to fix this, and I hope you lose your ass on it, you dickwads. Yeah. Well, and I don't even want to get like, because recess has really reasonable prices. I've never had, I've never taken an issue with recess. Um, I assume it's been driving these prices. But, these high prices, because I, yeah, it cost me ninety nine dollars for three LPs. Yeah, I mean, if you're paying that, you you better expect quality, right? You know, you know, with a well, and, quality and, control and, should still be there, right? And and it's just no liner notes, no inserts, nothing, just just bare bones. You know, yeah, that's silly. That's just. Yeah, well, and, and I, it's one of those things, too, because one of them was a double album, basically, but I had the CD, which I probably bought back in the day for like 10 bucks or 12 bucks, because it's got like 28 songs on it or something, you know? Right. So they broke it into two LPs. You had to. But then they didn't package them together. They sold them separately. And I just, you know, sometimes you're better off with the, I know you don't like them, but those CDs where they just have a ton of songs on them rather than, I don't know if it was worth. Nah, I'm not a fan of that. Six, 60 bucks, you know? Anyway, we'll see. I, I don't. I don't want. I, I don't know. Anyway, back to our top tens. <laughs> okay. All right. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? You go first. Okay. Yours is interesting. This one. Okay. My number ten. Um, was the first. We've actually had two different Neils on the show this year. At least. And, yes. and this was Neil from Oil, which was the sort of parody Oi band. And I, I struggled to get my list down to ten. I gotta say, especially like I thought I had it, and then I forgot like that the Raging Nathan's had an album out, album out this year, and it was just it just was a constant, constant uh, struggle for ten. So yeah, I, so anyway, I wanted to acknowledge this band Oil. They put out two records this year, actually. They put out the new LP, which was called oh, "Was It the Glory of Honor or the Honor of Glory?" Because they're that's their two albums. Uh, Honor of glory i think it's the one that's got a u-boat on the cover right yeah it's got a yeah it's got like a, a c the c scene um and uh they also put out a split with another band that like sort of comedy metal band from la that i can't remember their name either i gotta look it up i'm doing bad so far <laughs> yes one of your top albums of the year and the, yeah, the oil was the honor of the glory because the on- well their, fir- their first album is called the glory of, of honor and the new one was called the honor of glory or something like that and yeah. uh and just funny, man. But the songs are good at the end of the day. That's you know, the thing. The not, songs are really good, yeah. Song. Yeah, you're right. So I'm actually going to play, I think it's the first song on the album. It's uh, It's got Carl Templar on it, and it's called... And he told the story of how he got Carl Templar, you know, like a drunken midnight email or something, how he reached out to Carl Templar <laughs> to sing on this record. So this is uh, I Joined for the Boots. Had to leave my mate to the pub Had to leave my bird in the tub The 
gonna switch to a new kind of pride Signed up for a two year ride To tell the truth I could have stayed But I tell you why I left that day I time for the boots 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 That was Tom's number 10 album of the year. That's the band Oil, um, with I Joined for the Boots off of uh, The Glory of Honor. Well, Are you something. sure? No, you're struggling too. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, it's, I'm, it's The Honor of the Glory. The Honor of the Glory. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Good luck finding it, guys. No, you, you can... Uh... Which label is on it? Do we know? I don't know. Am I going to have to uh, take a trip to Discogs Town to, to figure this one out? I'm on it right now. You go ahead and announce your thing. I'm going to look okay. it up. All right. So for my number 10 of the year, so I tried to, it's, uh, well, I didn't, I didn't purposefully try. It just so happens that I, I've been all around the world on my top 10. I got stuff from Europe. I got stuff from Australia. Um, and ca- oh, Canada, the Canadians as well are on my list. But anyway, so I discovered through uh, some of my friends in Leeds. Uh, it it might have been Ben, or it could have been um, uh, the guys from Jeffrey Oycott. Because, uh, yeah, there's a lot of guys from Leeds I know, which is, which is funny. But anyway, a couple of bands from Leeds, um, one of which put out an album this year. Uh band is called Cyanide Pills. And actually, I think they just played. Uh, they just played California. They just played a couple of gigs, in- including uh, Doctor Strange, I believe. Um, anyway, they put out an album called "Soundtrack to the New Cold War," and it is really good in a you know Buzzcocks kind of way, a modern kind of Buzzcocks kind of way. And so, the, yeah, so they, that is my number ten album of the year. Uh, and this song I'm going to play is called "The Kids Can't Be Trusted with Rock and Roll," so by uh, Cyanide Pills. Give it a listen.
All right, that was Cyanide Pills with The Kids Can't Be Trusted with Rock and Roll off of the album Soundtrack to the New Cold War. That was my they, number 10 record of the year. They've been around for a while, or are they newer? Um, they've been around for a little while. Uh, I I know this is like the second or third album. Uh, yeah, they're good. They're good, man. I like them a lot. Um, huh. Yeah. Oil update. The 2023 record is definitely called The Honor of Glory, and it was on Contra Records, which I believe is a European label, and then Mr. Face Records, which I don't know what that is. And the split that also came out this year was with a band called Van Stone, who has an actor for a front man, though I can't remember his name. Hmm. So, anyway, good stuff, man. Fun stuff. Another update, Cyanide Pills. This was actually their fifth album, even though huh. one of their albums is live, so I don't really even count that. So it looks like they have four studio albums going back to like 2009, 2010. So yeah, so they've been uh, they've been at it for for quite a while. Huh. Yeah. So there you go. Well, it's irritating me now. That I can't find the actor. What from the from the oil thing? From from Van Stone. Yeah. Van Stoned. Maybe that's stone. his name. Not stoned. Stone. Oh. <laughs> No credits. <laughs> no, no, let me see. No credits. That's right. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, sorry, we got to move on. Got to move, move on. on. Okay. okay, so this one might have suffered a little bit from me only getting it late in the year, but uh, the new Jeff Palmer album, man. Really, Jeff really. Palmer. I'm really, I'm really digging it. Um, man, it's so bad too because I'm like struggling with freaking album names. Um. But you know it's good, good like power pop stuff, um, punk adjacent. I would say some punkier kind of songs. It's definitely not like a straight up uh, punk rock record necessarily. But man, I've really enjoyed all his albums. This is his for third. The, that, this is his third well, or fourth solo album. It's his fourth if you count the D.D. Ramone album, which, which I don't. <laughs> which is a fully a cover album. This one is called an otherwise negative situation. It's on Stardom, which is a European label, but he's got pretty good U.S. distro. You can get it out of like Mom's Basement or some of these other, some of these other distros. So, let's play uh, a new Jeff Palmer song. If this doesn't get you in a good mood, nothing will. This is called In the Grooves. <laughs> Sounds that fill our head 
All right, Jeff Palmer there, who was obviously our guest only about a month or so ago, right? Or about, uh, maybe, I think, it was, maybe, maybe long, I think it was a little longer than that. Yes, yeah. Jeff Palmer, who I met at a gay bar. No, I'm sorry, a gay <laughs> punk show. <laughs> a gay and punk show, indeed. we, of course, had Neil from Oil on. I mentioned that earlier, didn't we? Yes, we had the... So, yeah, lots of... Uh, so, hold on a second. When I'm looking at your list, it's all people we've had on the show. A lot of them, yeah. You slut. Not all of them. I mean, my number two, we had, didn't have on the show. My number one, two, three, five, we didn't have on the show. Yeah, you're getting free stuff from all these people, aren't you? <laughs> you got me, Neil. You got me. I mean, I, I mean, have some of these people sent me records? Payola. Payola. <laughs> yeah. But I bought my fair share. Like I said, I bought a no, lot I, of them, too. Yeah. So, anyways, I mean, that was... Go, I know, I was just going to say, that was Jeff Palmer's... Uh, his album was an otherwise negative solution. And it came out pretty late. Uh, situation. Situation. Okay. situation. It came out late in the year, right? It came out like yeah. November or some shit? Yeah, I've only actually... Let's do it a few times, but I dug it. So, go ahead, number nine, Neil. Number nine. Uh, let's see, my number nine. Okay, so I got another English band. Um, this is coming in hot well, at you're, nine. Well, you're giving me a hard time about, you know putting me on bands that are we're sort of friendly with and you're just like pimping the uk this this album came out early in the year um and actually it was i think i mentioned it when we did our top 10 of the year early and earlier in the year at the six month mark i think maybe it was my number one at that point but um yeah this is hung like henretti um who are like a comedy like think of a modern version of the toy dolls or something so lots hmm. of comedy songs old guys who sing about old punk things right old things that annoy them in the neighborhood it's like if i was in a band this is exactly the kind of band i would be in um so they put out like festivus the airing of the grievances exactly exactly um so they put out an album i think in february (laughs) the album was called going nowhere Hmm. and um yeah the songs about getting annoyed at the doctors uh in the waiting room at the doc going to see the doctor and being annoyed at going to the health club and there's people in there just eating eating food out of the out of the vending machine um but anyway so it's a, it's a really funny album it's a good album uh, going nowhere is the album and the song i'm gonna play is a song called give me more drugs so uh yeah hung like han ratty here my my number nine of the al- uh, album of the year hmm.
So that was my number nine of the year. That was Hung Like Henratty with Give Me More Drugs off of uh, Going Nowhere. So yeah, funny, funny stuff. Funny stuff, as they say. Well, next up for me, at number eight, you know, coming in at number eight. I listened to Casey Kasem this morning a little bit. Is he still, uh, oh, he's dead, right? He's no, yeah, dead. he's long dead, but they rerun the 80s ones here. Oh, interesting. And what was, he was telling a story, you know, he always tells these stories between, and it's Christmas time, you know, obviously by the time he gets here, this would probably be really, really close to Christmas. And it was about World War One and the men in the trenches, and they were trying to kill each other, and some French soldier stood up and started singing a Christmas carol, and they stopped shooting while the carol was on, and then some German guy jumped up and sang a German carol, and for ten minutes, they remembered their humanity on Jesus' birthday, or something like this. <laughs> It was super hokey, and then you know they started blowing each other's heads off again. I'm sure. Well, there's a, there's actually another famous story like that, and it's immortalized actually in a statue in a Liverpool bombed out church, um, mm. where supposedly in like 1916 on the Western Front or whatever on Christmas Day, when I guess there was no shooting, but anyway they brought up a soccer ball and they had an impromptu uh, game yeah. you know because the trenches were super close to each other. That stupid yeah. First World War, right? So the yeah. Germans, uh, the you know the Tommies got over, threw a soccer ball over, and they had a game of football for like. Uh, 90 minutes and they then, waited for a bunch of guys to get up and then they just slaughtered them and then went back to you know you know in fact if i can find it uh, to go along with this i'll put a picture of the statue up because it's pretty fucking cool actually so <laughs> um but yeah so to go along with casey Kasem's story <laughs> there of the french and the anyway i don't believe that because because <coughs> the, the, fr- the french all fucking gave up dogs. <laughs> so anyway, i don't believe they were singing in the trenches <laughs> coming in at number eight you know the the one pure pop punk album I picked for the year, the only one really. Well, no, I guess the one. Yeah, I'm gonna call this the most pure pop punk album. Our friends McCrackens from Canada, from Canada, yes. Who we had been making quite a bit of sport of until Heather had them had sort of like the power of Heather Wheaton. We ended up becoming real friendly with them, and uh, they sent they and I gotta say, AJ did send me a bunch of stuff, but the new record I bought with my own money. There you go. And they had a ton of crazy color variants. I got some like weird rainbow splatter or something, but um, it's a great record. Another twenty-three minute just pop punk banger, just makes you feel good, you know. Which, what's, the al- what's the album called? It's called "Wake the Fun Up." Wake the fun up. Wake the fun up. And this song, I'm gonna. I, I, I like almost all the songs in the record. I think I like nine of the ten or ten of the eleven songs in the record, but. Um, I just watched This Is Spinal Tap with my younger son. So I'm feeling this slight Spinal Tap reference. Have so you ever seen is, it before? He had never seen it, but he pays attention to like so many of these pop culture podcasts and stuff that he knew a lot of the references. Ah, okay. Like, the you know, it goes to 11 and all that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I don't know. Kids kids struggle with the old comedy, I think. But I think he enjoyed it for the most part. Did I see that they're making a, sec- a sequel? They now? are, 40 years later. They but sh- the funny thing is, they were supposed to be, like, washed up. Yeah, the then. Yep. They were supposed to be, like, 40, which was, uh, like, crazy old. What, are they going to be 80 now? I guess. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't like, seem like the best idea in the world, does it? I mean, maybe they could pull it off. Those guys, all three of those guys are brilliant writers in their own right. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know. We'll see. That's like some Maybe. of the later Monty Python things. That, you know, there might be there might be brilliant writers, but they just weren't funny. Uh, well, like the kids in the hall, you know, came back, which was pretty funny when we were youngsters, and and I tried watching, but like the first sketch had so much penis in it. I know I talked about this already, but just so much full penis, I just couldn't watch it. Hmm. 
Well, yes, too much penis. That's, there we go. That's gonna be the name of this episode: <laughs> top tens and too much penis. <laughs> too much penis. Yes. Anyway, Indeed. did we play? Did we play the McCrackens yet? Or are we we didn't. To? We're about we to did. play. All right, it, let's do this. This is McCrackens up to eleven. what the name of the song is that was the mccrackens up to number eight instead of up to 11 but yes yes that was the name of the song um and the album was wake the fun up wake the fun up and that was a pretty early uh early in the year that one came out uh, right? i'd say out. mid middle of the year oh i thought it was like march or something well like we that. must okay. have had them on in like january or february and the album wasn't out yet right wow was that even this year that's i think question. it must it must have been because we just had heather on last year for the first time at the end of the year um okay so you say episode 214 that was so yeah that was that was january my friend okay yeah look at that january 14th or some shit like that yeah okay yeah that couldn't have been earlier in the year could it um all right so my number 1098 my number eight is um the oxys um obviously we had uh was that this Ginch, year or last is, is, year? Is, is his nickname Ginchy? Ginchy? Yeah, I don't know what that nickname is, but yeah, Jason. Yeah. Jason. Um, we had Jason on, and he was an awesome guest, because he, uh, the reason we had him on originally even was just because he played for the Dead Boys for a while, right? On that one of the Well, he was doing the Oxys at that point, right? Didn't we? But he, did, was, but he was, but that's did not we the not even we, have the, I bet you we didn't have the first Oxys record yet, We didn't. We? I don't think we even knew anything about the Oxys. Because they were only like eight months apart. 
Yeah. So I think we had him on because he'd played on that on that tour with a touring band of the Dead Boys like oh, five six years ago. It's the things that didn't get recorded that I wish we could share because that was that was pretty illuminating. <laughs> yeah, honestly. It was. yeah, it was. It was. It was. But anyway, Jason was a great guest, and we've stayed in, in touch with him ever since. And obviously, he has this new band, The Oxys, um, and they are fantastic. The first album was great. The second album, which came out in twenty twenty three, Generation Irrelevant, uh, that is a fantastic album. I like it. Better than, I like it better than the first. I think. I think you like the first album slightly. I did better, like the right? first a little better, but I like yeah. it a lot. I got. I mean, well, well, we'll see as we go here. But yeah, yeah. So I think every every song on this generation are relevant. Roll bangers in a you know completely punk and roll kind of style. Yep. Um, love it. Roll guitars. Roll sound. And um, the song I'm gonna pick is Isolation, which I think is in the middle of the record. Um, so anyway, yeah. So this is my number eight. This is the Oxys from Generation Irrelevant with the song Isolation. Check it out. Okay, you heard the Oxys there with gener- uh, Isolation off of Generation Irrelevant, my number eight album of the year. 
Yeah, I, I really love their album last year. I like this one a lot too, but it's just I think it's a man. It's just one A and one B. It's not like right. It was not a drop off. And we were just talking about Neil and I amongst ourselves. It appears they're making a third record. They're going to put out three records like two years from start to finish. But I think they're going to put out one more record and be done. So I think they're mixing it right now or something. Yeah, I think it's- and I don't know what the reason is for that. They're just I don't think it's I think it's probably just because they're kind of older dudes or kind of maybe going their separate ways or I I don't know, but. It's kind of a bummer, you know. You don't see bands come out now that crank out music like that, right? No, yeah. Except for my number seven band. Well, the funny thing is about that, Tom. Though, when well, I'm going to say next because they just nobody cranks out records like these guys. When we had Jason on, um, obviously they they just they just put I think their first album out or something. But okay, he told me at the to. time that the second album was ready already, yeah. and they were and they were in the middle of recording the third album. So yeah, they are very prolific. You know who else is very prolific, Neil? <sighs> Who's that? The Raging Nathans. The Raging Nathans are fact, very they're so, prolific. They're so prolific that I almost forgot that they put a new record out this year. Uh, once again, we've had uh, we've had Josh on twice now. Once this year, right? And then a couple years ago. Yep, that is correct. Yep, he's Josh, a great dude. I met him a couple times. Uh, he and uh, also bought this record at the show, Cash Money, out of my pocket. <laughs> White with blue splatter stripes or something, still spitting blood. Um, that's another name of the record. That's not. <laughs> yeah, that's not ten, a, a, a description of Tom right now. That's the it's name like of the ten record. Ten songs. Well, it's funny because these records, most of them, I, I think, I think most of them are under half hour. I'd say that's old. fair. Yeah. I mean, they just there's just. Man, every one of them might be honestly. Every one of my top ten might be real close. I bet that oil record might have had like thirteen songs out. That might have been a little more. But anyway, uh, yeah, another just you know these guys crank out tons of records every you know put out a new full length every year, new EPs every year, and really just managed to maintain a real good quality. So we saw them. Uh, I saw them for the first time this year actually. Um, after having been a fan for years and having seen Josh from a couple of his other bands, uh, so yeah, man, I uh, I'm gonna play the let's play the title track. But these guys continue to, I think if they were like a coastal band, if they were in New York or California or something, I think they'd be even bigger. But since they're kind of Midwestern, they just man, they keep working their asses off and uh, starting to make some noise. So yeah. anyway, Raging Nathan still spitting blood. Oh, you're actually gonna play the title track. Yes. I'll okay. Put it to the Yes. All right. Some things will 
All right, that was Tom's number ten. Then except the Tom's seven. number seven. Uh, that was Raging Nathan's with uh, Still sp- Spitting Blood off of the uh, album of the same name. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and you mentioned how busy they are, and they are. They put out tons of stuff. But also, Josh even has that has a record label, Rad Girlfriend, which yeah, puts yeah, yeah, out that, tons of yeah, stuff, oh, too. Yeah, tons and tons of stuff. So I, I, I saw the year in rap. They put out, like, I don't know, a dozen albums or more than that, maybe 20 or something. And and he's constantly on tour, too, with Raging Nathans. I mean, yeah. he's a busy fucking dude. I don't know how he has time to live, to be honest. He's fucking... He's well, and he runs a smoke shop stuff. or whatever. Yeah, he does. He runs a smoke shop, if you, if you remember him from the, you know, from the last time he was You know, he's only like his early 30s. I guess he's got the energy for that. But we look at it and go, how do you do this? But yeah. when, we were, you know, when we were younger, we were dynamos, too, Neil. Well, I think he pretty much runs the label by himself, him and his wife, right? Yeah, they keep so. the, everything in the garage, and they're sending it all out and all that shit. So, uh, yeah, yeah, they're not; they're definitely not Amazon if you order some stuff from them. It might take more than a couple of days. That's DIY punk rock right there, yeah. my friends. That's uh, that's fucking doing everything yourselves. And, uh, but you know, that's that's awesome. Awesome. My hat's uh, off to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and a matter of fact, they're going on tour in, I think, February with a band less than Jake. Now they're going to Europe, or where are they going? They're coming here. They're coming to Grand Rapids. They're going. Matter of fact, because I, I got to say, I have less than zero interest in less than Jake, but I'm <laughs> going to go see him anyway because a Raging Nathan's are opening, and uh, who else? Uh, where's it at? Strung out. Where's it at? Uh, it's at the intersection downtown GR. Oh, aren't they? Wow, are they big enough to? to well, it's uh, that's a bigger venue, right? Yeah, I think it holds fifteen hundred or something. That's a big venue for. Well, that's like what maybe maybe less than Jake's got. You know, Grand Rapids is a ska. Grand Rapids is a metal town, but they're also a ska town. You know, I mean, uh, we're going to see uh, Muster Plug here in a week or so, last show of the year, and they got Flatfoot Fifty Six coming in from Chicago, and they're playing in the big room too. Hmm. But maybe it's because all that stupid ska dancing. You need all that room so you can. <laughs> All that kicking and whatnot, all that seizure on your feet kind of thing. All that skanking. Well, it's nothing. It's, it's nothing like the kung fu kids in the fucking modern hardcore. Yeah, right? but it's funny. I remember going to see Mustard Plug. There's like this ten year old kid there, and he was just like doing that skanking like in place. And it was like, oh my gosh, I would die of a heart attack in ten seconds doing that. That's good workout. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I will. I mean, I haven't got tickets yet, but I will ninety percent be when going is it? to see. It's in February sometime. Oh, I'm, I, if the weather's looking decent, I, I might actually come up for that. Ninety percent be going. I think it's like a Tuesday is a problem. Midweek. Oh, fucking a. Okay, but I will ninety percent be going to that. So. Tell me about Strung Out. They're kind of a metally fat wreck band from the nineties. You know, nineties. They're a ski punk kind of band. Okay, they're not. I mean, weird tour. They're not, they're not bad, but they're not like. Uh, I mean, weird. That's weird. That's like a mini, yeah. uh, a mini fest lineup well, right I, there. I, I wonder if I'm like overestimating how ska Lesson Jake is, but they do have horns. I think. No, I've seen them. I saw them at fest. They headline one of the nights at fest. How, how were they? I was down there. They were ska. <laughs> All right. Great. And they got talk about merch. They have everything from fucking every, you know from lunch boxes to fucking uh, ah. to underpants. You know, it's they got everything. From Gainesville, I believe. Well, I'll probably yeah. go to that. Anyway, yeah. all right. What do you got at number seven, pal? Well, this is a controversial one, um, and and you'll agree with me, uh, even though you've got them much much higher. I have Don't the tell lower- me what I'll agree with. <laughs> I have. I have lower class brats at number seven, with yeah, uh, I mean, their early album. It came out early, early in the year. It wasn't that early. It was like May, maybe. I don't think so. Was it? No. I mean, yeah, because it took forever. It might even been June because we knew about it going back forever and we we're just sitting there waiting like and it kept getting delayed and delayed it was may or june 
When did we have him on? Way before the record came out. Do, 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 episode 222. It was in March. We had him on okay. in March. Maybe it was a couple. It was at least two or three months later the album came out. Well, the only reason I say that is because I know because you had it number one on your six-month anniversary. Yeah. So we know it was before June. Well, I, not only, I, just, I just think it was by far the best punk album made this year. Uh, uh, well, you've already given it away now. <laughs> <laughs> Right. But, anyway, but anyway, the re- maybe I'll have to cut that bit out. Uh, <laughs> or don't, I don't care, whatever. Not that the, much suspense. No, it would have been higher on my list. And and Tom agrees, but it, but he doesn't think it makes a difference, and I do. Well, I, I just don't think it's a, something you penalize him for. Well, see, I do, because, okay, so I've got him at number seven on my list, because you can only get this fucking thing on vinyl. The album yeah. is called Tales yep. of the Wild, The Ugly and the Damned. Yep. And it's a great, great, it's a short album, but it's a fantastic album. Yep. But you can only get it on vinyl. It has not been available for streaming. It's not on Spotify. It's not on Apple Music. It's not on CD. You can't even get an 8-track. There's I, I, no, uh, but yeah, it's not on Bandcamp even. So, um, I mean, I've marked them down for that because if people want to, like, we're finding it hard today to play tracks off of it. Because yeah. we we don't have the only the only tracks we have are ones we've already played like three or four times, which is like it was like the first, the first single, single. Came out like like yeah. two months before the album, like yeah. that we heard when we had bones on. So I I you know I I don't know if well, I what is, what track should I play, Tom? Because I don't even know what track I should play. Or should is, I play track? You know, it is interesting, right? Because um, I guess you have to play that one Matchstick song. We have that one somewhere. We do. That's that a, and that's true. a great song too. But yeah. the, but the thing is. It, it, um, it is funny, you know, because two of our favorite labels, and they're friendly with each other. You know, we love Pirates Press, even though Pirates Press does all kinds of stuff now. They're they're not just like a street punk label anymore. They do all. I mean, I got this new like uh, I don't know if it's Northern Soul or Motown band called the Insiders. Have a new album out called uh, Bring Back the Weekend or something. It's really good, like a hmm. solo. Interesting. But it's not punk at all. Um, so these anyway, we love both these things, and, and we had Mark on twice, obviously once for talking about his record pressing, and once talking about his label. Mark's an awesome dude; we love the guy. But it's the level of like sort of organization between the two labels—you can't even compare the two. You know, it's like Pirates Press is so organized, and you always know when everything's coming out and updated. And TKO just seems like records just show up, right? And uh, it's just, and, and once again, I mean, that's the way they choose to do, do things. And I'm sure, you know, Pirates Press probably has to spend a lot more money on all this PR people and all of this. But, but it is, it is, it has been difficult for us to find the TKO record streaming. And I don't know if that's a label thing or if it's an individual band thing or what. But, and I know there's not much money in streaming. But you think, I mean, why would you leave anything? Well, off it's the table, right? well, well. Here's what it is. Here's it was streaming. At least for me, here's what streaming is. It's it's a chance for me to preview the album to make to see if I want to buy it on vinyl. Yeah, I mean that's what it is to me. Yeah, because vinyl records are expensive now. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to take a chance well, on a thirty dollar okay, record. So this, so this, you know, lower class brands album. I, I'll say it again. I think it's the best punk record that came out this year. And literally, what a thousand people are going to get to hear it. Right. Exactly. Or whatever the whatever the press is. Yeah. Um. So and, and like I said, I don't know if that's a label thing. I don't know if it's. I think it's an individual band thing because that's one thing I think TKO is really good about letting the bands do what they want to do. Because I think the Annie scene, I'm pretty, the new Annie scene record is definitely streaming. Yeah, and there's a band that's a TKO. So there, there was a know. new there's a new TKO album I just got, and that's streaming already. So it is has it? to be a band thing. And I, and I know when I spoke when I spoke to Bones when he was in uh, when I met him at the Tower Bar in San Diego. Yeah. Um, I know he said he doesn't listen to podcasts. He doesn't listen to streaming. He he only listens to vinyl, and that's yeah. fine. 
uh, to be a purist like that, but really, if you're in a band, you do want people to be able to hear your m- music, right? I mean, otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, um, well, especially if they get, you know, when they do their shows, you'd want people to know the new music, even if they didn't get a chance to buy the record, right? Right, because, I mean, still, there's a lot of people who don't have record players, you know? Yeah. You know, I, a lot of people have records that don't have record players, as far as I can tell. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a whole nother phenomenon that's yeah. pretty fucking weird, but... Um, but anyway, so yeah, so that's I, it. Would have definitely been top five for me, maybe even top, you know, top two. But um, mm. I'm I marked it down to number seven just because it's going to be difficult. Like like anyone that's listening to this podcast right now who wants to see if they like this before they buy it, um, you you're not, not going to be able to. Played over and over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check, check back some of our other episodes because these are the <laughs> only two songs you can hear. Series is streaming their last album from like 15 years ago. Yeah, yes. This is really good too. Yeah, yeah. probably their class, their all time classic. So I'm gonna play. Uh, I'm gonna play the the second song that we, the only other song that we can get off of this record that's streaming uh, or currently available digitally. Uh, this is well. And is it even available? Or they send it to us? They might. Have, I don't remember. They might have sent it to us. So here's the only place you might actually hear it. Uh, <laughs> We were actually saying the only this way to, is an exclusive, punchline exclusive. Yes, the only way for us to play some of these songs maybe is if I actually hold the microphone up to the up record to player while I'm, while I'm playing it, <laughs> <laughs> which is the way we used to do it. Um, yes. So, so anyway, this is my number ten, nine, eight, seven. seven. Um, Lower class brats with uh, one matchstick off of Tales of the Wild, the Ugly and the Damned. <laughs>
controversy, yeah. steeped in controversy. I mean, it's it just seems it just seems like an oversight, doesn't it? I mean, it just I seems guess. silly because uh, I mean, I assume they didn't record it, you know, uh, analog. I assume they caught. They, I'm assuming there is electronic versions of these so- these songs somewhere. Yeah. Well, speaking <laughs> of another another TKO band, actually, I got that next. I got Anti Scene, great Southern rockers, Raleigh, North Carolina, man. Their new album was called Great Disasters. Great Disasters. This is all new stuff. This is actually a new all studio new album stuff. from these guys. Okay. Been, there's, there's kind of an ongoing series of reissues, too. I've been. Right. I, I remember I got, that. I got most all their stuff on CD, but once again, I've been replacing most of it on vinyl. Mark sent me a couple things, and I've picked up a couple things. I bought a couple from Tesco V. Neil, the great Meat Men frontman. I actually bought a couple of anti scene records from him. Oh, wow. Okay. Which is, which is pretty cool. And. Uh, yeah, so um, I, I picked a short little song. I, there's like the, the the title track. I can't remember. I don't have it in front of me, but it's it's called something like the, the Mothman brings great disasters or something like that. It's kind of like about the Mothman from West Virginia. I think actually the, when he I think when he was West, on it, he played that song. I think actually did he? I don't remember. I don't remember. But anyway, I, I it's I know it's kind of long. I'm just going to play this short, fast, destructo rocker here. But uh, yeah, great great album. You know, this band's been around for forty years. I don't know if it's because they never like quite broke through or what, but man, these are older dudes who still have a chip on their shoulder. You know, you, you talk about the damned, and they're probably not quite as old as the damned. Damned are probably what sixty five, sixty eight now. Those guys probably sixty five at least, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And they they're playing like light rock now. You know, these guys are still pissed off, man. It still sounds like the guitar sounds like a chainsaw. It's just you know the way it's so, anyway. to be. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, exactly. So let's play some Annie C, man. Wreck Everything is the name of this song. Tom's number six of the year there. That was the anti-scene off of the album Great Disasters. And the uh, song was called Rectum Almost Killed Him. <laughs> <laughs> the old ones are still the best. Uh, song was song was called Wreck Everything. Yes. So there you go. All right. Um, <coughs> almost halfway there, Neil. Almost halfway there. My number six... Um, so, earlier in the year, we interviewed the boys from Bladder, Bladder, Bladder. Yep. And we had Jeff Clayton on, too, of course. I, I forgot yep. to mention. Yes. We did have Jeff on, yeah, and he was Hell great. Hell of a nice and, guy. And so, actually, yeah. I'm, uh, I look back, and I guess he didn't play that Mothman song, even though I do remember him mentioning it at the time, because okay. I, I know someone's mentioned the Mothman on our show before. I started watching a documentary on it, but it was kind of a drag, honestly. Yeah, I saw that, too. I fell asleep, I think. It was, it was pretty well, fun. I, I fell asleep dope. for a few minutes during the Shane McGowan documentary, too, where after they kicked him out of the pose, I fell asleep for a little bit. Next thing I know, they're rolling his ass up on stage in a wheelchair, and he can't hold his head up anymore. 
looks like a character from South Park. I know people are mad at me for not being more sentimental about him, but like I said, he he, he chose his own adventure. He Tremendously did. talented guy, no question about it. Started drinking whiskey when he was like three years old. I mean, what the hell do you expect to happen to him? I don't know. We could have a long conversation about this, about how talented he was. I, I don't know. Um, anyway. You heard it here first. Neil doesn't <laughs> think he was talented. <laughs> a couple of good songs and that's your whack. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there you go. Yep. Um, I tell you, on some of those uh, Pogues albums, there's some real filler on there. Whether it be old covers of like old Irish yeah. traditional songs or yeah. just dreary fucking songs. So I, I don't know. I'd, but I'd some of the dreary to, ones were the best. I'd be happy. Yeah, the one you picked. Oh my god, the one about the fucking people dying in World War One or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking depressing. <laughs> I love that. Can't play Waltzing Matilda. I love that. Yeah, fucking horrible. That's about Gallipoli, right? Well, what about the ones where he talks about like being a rent boy and you know freaking doling out hand jobs on the street to the old queens? <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, him yeah. and him and Didi both. I guess it did get me thinking about what Didi. I mean, like, I don't know the extent that Didi. I don't know. I don't want. I don't even think about it. The, the, the standing on the street. Um, you were supposed to join in. Thanks, Tom. Um, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to turn the trick. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right, episode two twenty nine. Play your song. It's enough. It's enough of the rent boy. Enough. Enough about rent boys already. So let me just let me just put it this way. Episode two twenty nine. We had the um, uh, transposed English punks uh, bladder 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 ah, who yes. uh, who moved all moved to L A and recorded a drunken album like fifteen yep. years ago. So we had them on the guitar center, and it was. Um, <laughs> Was that, that, was a different, that was that was Durwood, wasn't it? It was walking to the guitar center. Yeah. Walking Well, they might have had a story about that too, but um, I think it was Durwood. It was like, yeah, I'm in LA. I saw there was a guitar center. I just started walking there. You realize that LA was yeah, like, it's like 15 know. miles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, we had bladder, bladder, bladder on. I think three of them were on the phone call, and it was an unmitigated. Dis- well, it wasn't yeah, a disaster. It was chaos. Yeah, it, it was, was chaos. chaos, and it probably was the lo- took me the longest of any show to actually put to cut and put together and stuff because you couldn't make out what they were saying. People seem to love it, though. We were a little worried about it, but people yeah. didn't seem to enjoy it for the most part. I so. mean, it, it was maybe one day we'll put out the the uh, unedited version where it was just fucking chaos. It was like herding cats trying to get those guys to answer a question. <laughs> but anyway, what came out of that was a really good friendship with the singer, Mick Blatter, um, who I've kept in touch with, and we, we talk all the time. And um, he is in a new band called Scunthorpe Yobbs. With some uh, luminaries of the L.A. Uh, punk scene, yeah, um, including one of the guys from Oil, like from Neil Oil, from Oil. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, jeez, um, who who are some of the other ones? I I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, from some big bands, you know, from uh, from the West sure. Coast, anyway. Um, the Foo Fighters and uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> yes, it's got flea on face. No, we're, we're joking, obviously. Um, but anyway, they put out um, so the new band is Scunthorpe Yobs. And um, Scunthorpe is a town in England. It's it's not, it's not even where Mick is from, funnily enough. Mick's from Stockport. And when I asked Mick, why did you call him the Scunthorpe? Ah. Yeah, if you're not from Scunthorpe, you're from Scunthorpe. His answer was, because it's got cunt in the, in the, in the title. So, fair I enough. I have a chance to listen to this yet, Neil. Fair enough. It's really fucking good. Um, typical boot boy, angry, sure. uh, you know, late 70s uh, punk rock. Just traditional, traditional right. angry punk I look rock. To it. And um, so the, I've got this as my number six mm-hmm. of the year. It came out late in the year, and the, uh, the vinyl was very limited because I think it's from a European label. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so good luck finding a copy unless it gets a unless it gets a repress. Um, the song I am gonna play. See, it's so silly that a band, even a, a small newish band like the Scunthorpe Yobs, would have their stuff on you know digital. Yeah. Lower class brats don't. It's it's just so silly. Hmm. So anyway, the album is called We Are the Yobs, and um, came out on No Front Teeth Records. Ah, English. Yep. yep. And um, I've got a, I've picked a song called Spirit of 79. Though I could have picked any of the songs mm. off this album because they're all fucking great. So, uh, yeah, Spirit of 79 by the Scunthorpe Yobs. Scunthorpe Yobs with a spirit of '79, which I can really appreciate a lot of the things he sings about in that in that song because that was really when I was coming of age. I mean, I'd bought punk albums earlier than that, but at 16, that's when you're starting to you know you get yeah. a bit more money and you're really starting yeah. to uh, be able to get out. You went to you know <coughs> I went to one gig in '78, but I went to a bunch in '79. So uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a good album. It's a fun album. Get it if you can get it. If you can find it, get it because you'll enjoy it. And I know they're playing some gigs in the LA area, so if you're over there, get out and try and see the the Scunthorpe Yobs. They seem to play a lot with some of the other hostage bands. Um, they, yeah, it looks like, like the, some the fun plagues little, and stuff. Yeah, yeah it's a fun yeah. little scene, I think, over there. I'm tempted to flip my next two, Neil. Ooh. To avoid any issues that we might come across. Oh, see, then you're going to fuck up the overall top ten if you do that. Am I? All right, yeah. I won't then. When, All right, forget it. Yeah. Number five is uh, from Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo, Michigan. They've not been on the show. But I think I we can get them, I think, for, pretty sure. I think so, definitely. Maybe yeah. we will if they're going to stick around for a while this time. <laughs> yeah. And I bought every single record for them with my own cash money. Um, I think even he didn't give me that single one I saw him, did he? No, I think he gave me a bottle opener or something. But anyway, I bought, I bought all of them myself. Maybe give me a t-shirt. Anyway, 
Which t shirt did you get? Did you get the t shirt that had the, like the Frankenstein, uh, the uh, Dracula head thing on it? I can't remember what it has. I had to dig it up, man. I I, I got so many t shirts. I don't even know where they are. But uh, yeah, so this is Zolonites from Kalamazoo, only about an hour away from me. I finally got to see him this year up at T1 Fest, day yep. two. Yep. They were a last minute edition. It was great fun. Um, if you don't know them, they're sort of like the darker Lillingtons sort of like and the new record definitely reminds me of like Stella Sapient type yep. Lillingtons agreed it's fun though it's good stuff they're nice guys uh, shout out to Shy who I met a bunch of times apparently before I remembered <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yep but no I was glad to like I said glad to finally catch them their new record is called um, Effigy and it's real good it's on uh, Hey Pizza Records out of Wisconsin and uh, yeah, it's just a just a cool record, a lot of fun. I, it was kind of been a couple of years in the making. I think they had it recorded for quite a while before it actually came out. So yeah, if you're into like pop punk and kind of weird horror punk stuff, I think you really dig these guys. So check it out, Zoonoids. This song is called Disintegrate. That was Tom's uh, top five. His fifth best album of the year. So that was Zoonoids. So the album—it's really hard after the first couple, isn't it? Is. it? So because like, yeah. like on any given day, like ten could be four, yeah. four could be ten. It, so it's just, yeah. I don't know. Eventually, you just got to do it. Unless you're Heather Wheaton, you're just like, I won't do it. I won't do it. But the rest of us, because <laughs> I think Adam did that too, didn't he? Like was too ch- like. But we just, you know, you just got to do it eventually. Um. Uh, yeah. So listen, the, anything in the top ten is good. It's not like their tenth favorite album is bad. Right. Oh, exactly. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you. I had probably had like 
no idea I have about 40 albums to choose from. Well, I had a, I, a matter of fact, when we get to the end, I, I have a couple of honorable mentions that I would like to mention. So yeah, yeah let's do that. Yeah, there were there were just like, I mean, oh, they're just right there, you know. So the funny thing is about this Zoonoids album, which is called Effigy. I've actually got two copies of it. Yeah. Um. So maybe I'll maybe I'll give some one to somebody or swap there it with go. somebody or something like that because what maybe hap- get Morrissey to sign it. What happened was. Um, <laughs> What happened was, if if I ever see him again, sure. Yeah. Um, what happened was they they put out a you know a, a pre-release or whatever, and it was yeah. like a super limited splatter one or something. So yeah. I put in for that one, but then something got mess, messed up with their which which label is it? Hey pizza. Hey pizza. It's, yeah. It's associated with that podcast that Heather's yeah. on. Yeah. So. Um, there must have been something messed up with the Hey Pizza website because one part of it said it looked like the order had gone through and then it said it didn't look like it went through and then that version sold out. The splatter sold out really fast. Uh, so then I ordered another one because I thought I wasn't going to get it. And then, sure enough, two albums show up. <laughs> you know, huh. I got like I, you got I $50 with the Zonoids albums. I can't, yeah, I can't remember what the other one, what color the Mine other one was. Mine is like orange, like a yeah, clear orange. that sounds right. It's real heavy, yeah. though. It's like a real heavy-duty record. It's good. Which it matches the graphics on the front cover of the album which yeah, is orange yeah. i think black right? and so, orange great great yeah. cover as a matter of fact it is it is a good cover well it's funny you know you were talking about downgrading like a band for like uh not Have streaming like i'm always more tempted for like a cover if the cover's really bad it's like ah take away half a point but i agree them, with you there i agree it, with you there too it yeah. didn't really apply to any of them this year very much i didn't think there wasn't one that stood out like oh it's so bad yeah you I, know i got into it online with somebody about that the cover art is fucking important I mean, it's, it's, it is. It is. I hate it when it's too generic. Like if you're looking at two records and you kind of like them both the same, and one of them is like real vibrant, you're always going to read the well, the better cover. Indeed, indeed. Well, it's like that's part of the reason you know buying some of these reissues. You know, some of these records. I know you're not into this band, but some of these records, like man, like like the '80s Iron Maiden records, had such awesome covers. Like, I mean, it, it's a waste not to have. You know, it's a shame not to have them on the 12 inch format. You know. Or even you know, there's some punk records, obviously in the same book, but, but then you look like like Fear the Record. It's just it's just a black, you know, it's not bad, but it's nothing to write home about, you know. And you now get that Iron Maiden cover art on a uh, on that beer, right? The beer is called Trooper, I believe. The Trooper, the, yes. the Iron Maiden beer. It's actually it's actually pretty it's good. Right. It's not yeah, the it's best. Right. Yeah, it's like comes, an English ale, right? Comes yeah, it comes from a decent brewery, Robinsons. Um, they make there good go. stuff. It's not uh, it's not like I I always like oh look they have Troopers on dra- Trooper on draft. I'm gonna get it. And then I get it. I'm like oh yeah, I don't really, really yeah, like it that right. much. I don't. You know where well, I used to be able to get it was that what's that hipster burger? Jo- uh, Kuma's Kuma's Corner. Oh cool. yeah, of course. Yeah, it's 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 custom made for them, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's one of their cheaper beers, only six bucks a can. Actually, more than that, probably. I bet. Yeah, probably way more than that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, is Kuma's even still selling that metal vibe thing? Because it seems it's very corporate now. The right? last it's, one I went to was in Indianapolis. Actually, it was after the Joey Ramone thing last year. That was last spring, and they still were. Yeah. The thing I noticed now, granted, we're older now. We're in our forties, fifty-ish. The whole group, but like the young waitress like treated us like i i'm like god they're treating us like we're our parents i swear <laughs> oh god really well it's just like i'm I, you're young and cool i get it and we're not but let me tell you something all those bands that you worship i saw them when they were young and good right you dummy <laughs> a big dummy that, my freaking water that place i met you that time dollar hamburgers 
uh, the 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 Coomers I met you at that time up north by where I work. Yep. You remember that yep, when that you was met like Rick? A suburban area, you met yeah, Rick? Yeah. yeah. A, it was the lamest Coomers in the whole world because they had to turn the music down because apparently. But they had, but they had good like service. It. There was a little they natural did. light in there. They did. Well, that's what I was going to say. Actually, the the service in there was really cool to me. Um, they weren't too good, too hip to be, you know. Too they cool weren't. Because compared to most of the generic, uh, you know, uh, suburban families that were in there, we were we were really rocking. We yeah, we were old, but that's that's gone. That closed about six months ago. Yeah, that episode. Did you, that, did that, you say the owner was like an ass grabber or something? Or there was some <laughs> shenanigans or something? I don't know. There was that rumor, yes, but there's always those rumors. Ah, from see fucking, what from well, fucking asshole. We, we have this thing here, and I know you've been to a, you've been to one of these places with me right downtown GR. It's a good place. I like going there. But it's like they go out of their way to get unattractive servers. <laughs> it's like they're the anti-hooters. I mean, it's literally like it's just all these sort of gender-neutral goth waitresses, you know. And listen, I couldn't care less. You bring me my stuff, you know. If you're if you're a good a good waitress is is worth her weight in gold. I don't care if she looks like Wednesday Adams got run over. <laughs> but it's but. Uh, it is kind of a strange phenomenon where you actually seem to go out of your way to get the ugliest. I mean, I, I like I said, I, I get it. I mean, it's uh, I don't know. <laughs> now some, we'll places, get... some places have a certain aesthetic, I guess. Hate mail incoming. <laughs> <laughs> don't care. I think we survived the worst of it. Uh, yeah, maybe. Like I said, I think I wouldn't mind getting some of those quotes put on the back of a t-shirt. Like, uh, yeah, like yeah. they did for the record form. I thought that was yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah Matt's, uh, <laughs> Matt, at, uh, for the bonus pints, he's got some couple of really silly negative reviews he's making t-shirts so yeah for the one in the back it was like this music the music i like the event but the music was just too loud i had to sit in my the music car was so loud my- i had to go out in my car with earplugs and it was so too loud. <laughs> yeah it's like fuck off i don't <laughs> often i don't often agree with ted nugent but fuck i do in this yeah. case yeah it was probably like a probably like a folk singer too or something yeah <laughs> anyway yeah um hey, right. hate Neil. what are you at my number five I'm actually surprised at myself. And you know what? And uh, I've had this debate all day. It's not a mass debate. <laughs> all <laughs> day? Wow, there. whole day. Yeah, well, no, I've been thinking about it for a while, but it was like, I got to get serious because I knew we was going to do this today. So I was like, I have to get serious. So for the top five of my list, for the higher ones, what do I put in there? Do I put in ones that I've enjoyed more this year? but might be more commercial or do I put in ones that I still know are good, but they're a little more challenging to listen yeah, to. Yeah, It is, it is, uh, you kind of want to throw a couple in there just like to prove that you're young and hip. I, I really didn't do that that much this year, but that's right. I mean, I know. Okay. So at number five, I have clowns with a new album, endless. Okay. Um, and Ricky had you've it. Been a, you've been a fan of this band for a while now. It's not like you're jumping on their bandwagon. I have, and Ricky had it as his number one album of the year, I believe, right? Yeah. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to it again today and just make sure. And it's like half the songs on the album are really not my thing. Um, like there's a lot of verging on metal at, at huh. times, and it's got okay. the, some some of it's got the barky vocals that you know that a lot of sure. bands are doing. The and, shouty, the shouty yeah. vocals, like the old English guys say. Yeah, it's and that's not really my thing. But I reckon I recognize it's a good album. I I realize huh. that. Um, I also don't like the cover art. Like Ricky went mad about the cover art. I think it looks like someone from uh, Stranger Things. It, huh. it just looks silly to me, which I guess is what they were, the look they were going for. It's a guy playing guitar. Or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I, I, yeah, I know. And that says cartoon. Yeah, yeah it looks like it looks like the heavy metal movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what they were going for, and they've hit it. 
Exactly, but it just doesn't really appeal to me too much. So I was like, you know what? It isn't something I would choose to play as I'm driving home at work sometimes. And I'm tired of Spotify or whatever. I'll be like, uh, not Spotify, Sirius. Um, I'll be like, what should I put on? And this wouldn't really be a choice for me to choose this album. You know what I mean? So, it's like, so, so that's how I decided to judge it. You know, um, I, I recognize it's a good album, but um, it didn't make it higher than five for me. So anyway, this is one of my songs I do like on the album. Uh, this song is called I Got a Knife. And it's not a cover of Mast Intruder. Uh, so, so this is Clowns from the album Endless with I Got a Knife. I got a knife. Okay, that was my number five album of the year. That was Clowns with Endless. Uh, I'm sorry, Clowns with I Got a Knife off of Endless. Uh, that came out, I think, like September, October, something like that. So that's my number five, Tom. How about you now? Do you feel the same way? Are you sometimes challenged by what you're going to put in your top ten? Is you know, if you know it's a good album, but you don't really even listen to it that much or whatever. Well, I mean, I mean, you have to acknowledge that these top tens are are subjective i mean it's our taste specifically so i i'm not gonna no you you i don't know man you you always i think i don't want to see you overthink it but i guess you know so that lower class bats album came out in may or whatever or june i'm like wow this is this is it you know and and if somebody another record would have would have come out that was better and surplanted it I certainly would have said, "Oh, this is even better," but it just never happened. And and I think you get to the end of the year, and for whatever reason, you feel this need to try to find things or try to change things up. But I, I really don't. You know, I'm start. I just kind of work on my list the whole year. So I, I don't know, Neil. You listen, it's your list. You can do whatever you want with it. Hmm. But you know, listen. I believe we have the same thing for number four, though, don't we? I think we do. Yeah, we do. So I wonder. Which, which, show, which shows it's a solid album, a solid, a solid, yeah, solid yeah. album. So, matter of fact, in this situation, why don't we? Both talk it up a little. We'll just play our songs back to back. That makes sense, actually. Yes, because we both have it at number four. So this so, is. <laughs> so we had we had the drummer for this band on. I want to say like our first year. 
definitely early. Really yeah. early, yep. really early on. He's a nice guy. They're from Calgary or something, right? Or they're from BC or somewhere like in the big part of Canada, not like the part of Canada by America. Um, they used to be in a band called Knucklehead. Then they changed their name to, or they kind of became uh, Territories. Yeah. Now from, this is a band from right, Calgary. Where, from Calgary, Calgary Alberta. Okay. Yep. This yep. is a band like where you look at the album cover and you have no idea what you're going to hear. Right. It almost seems like an alt rock band or something, right? And and it's the name is sort of doesn't mean anything. The names of the records don't sort of mean anything, and it's they really make you listen to the music and figure it out for yourself. It's it's punky. It's got a little. I I hear like eighties alt rock in there. See, I like thought before alt rock became crap, like you know, like the old classic like REM and stuff like that. The sum of that too, but in a couple of the songs, especially, I think they sound like it was a cross between Naked Reagan and Noise. I think mm. it, it would it would be like that. Especially, I, I see the noise. The voice is a little bit uh, like that. Yeah, I mean, or I mean, like uh, you know, uh, uh, can't think of the. Uh, forget it. I lost the track. But the, I'm trying to think what the name of the band is. What's Frankie Stubbs' band? Leatherface. Leatherface, yeah, yeah, yeah. Reminds yeah. me a little bit of Leatherface sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, and, and a lot of it's very med, mid-tempo. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it's necessarily bad. Punk rock doesn't yeah. have to be a thousand miles an hour to be it's effective. Little, it's got a little organ sometimes. It's good. <laughs> got a little organ, huh? Well done, Tom, for admitting <laughs> yeah, that on the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say I did. I said the band had a little organ. Oh, that was overcomplicated. Listen, there's nothing worse okay. than too much organ, if we're being honest. <laughs> That's what the lady Probably. said. Probably. That's what she said. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, anyway, yeah. So I sorry, Tyrese. I, I picked my song sort of uh, just because this was the lead single and it was easy to grab. I don't know what song you grabbed, so I picked the song "Superhero." This is the lead single. What song did you pick, Neil? Um, see, well, the nice thing about being on Pirates Press, everything you know, everything is available uh, yeah, stre- streaming. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I picked. Um, do do do. What song did I pick? Pacific Ghost. A good one. Is a song is a song I picked. So yeah, so the album was called Colder Now. Colder which, Now. It's like yeah. a just like a wintry road. Yeah, it's a wintry empty road, which I guess if yeah. you wanted to start thinking about it deeply would be, you know, pretty depressing and things are colder now and I don't know. If that's what they meant, <laughs> if we're supposed to think that deeply, or yeah, it was just kind know. of a cool photograph. The first album had like a ramshackle house on it, didn't it? Yep, yep. And then yeah. like the second one had like a gas station or something. Like well, the see, EP. Is that is yeah, I, I think they had a ten inch they had a ten inch EP in the middle. Yeah, which for some reason Discogs is showing as an album. Even though it was like five songs. Yeah, I saw that. It had six songs. Yeah, I don't don't know how that worked. You know, and I don't know how to fix things on Discogs. And they also did a split with a band called Vicious Cycles, a split seven inch, which I do have that too. Yeah, and it's one of those ones too where I think Pirates Press did every single song off that first album they released as a flexi disc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I have those. You know, I I don't keep flexis, but I have them because I have them all 12 together. Yep. Which is funny, so, whatever it is. so Discogs, it looks like they have an awful lot of things in their Discog list, but a lot of them yeah, are single-track like, flexies. <laughs> basically, they have two albums and two EPs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, anyway, so Tom has picked uh, Superhero, correct? Yep. And I picked Pacific Ghost, so that's we're going to play them back-to-back. Uh, so, be Superhero first, and Pacific Ghost second, off of uh, Colder Now from Territories. Colder Now. Yep. Like 
All right, that was Territories, uh, who both Tom and I have as our fourth. And and people like this record. Here. I think it's a real approachable record, you know? Yep, for sure. Yeah. Um, which you normally I would, you know, that's not an insult. It's just, it's just a, it's good stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it was uh, Superhero, and then you heard Pacific Ghost off of Cold and Out by Territories. Wait, now we're getting to the nitty gritty. Nitty gritty. Top, top yes. three. Yep. So I played around with these top three, four quite a bit, but ultimately here's where we're falling. I got the Oxys, uh, Generation Irrelevant at number three. Um, like I said, I actually didn't like it quite as much as the first one. And I wonder if that's because the first one, I feel like Jason maybe was writing. I think he even said that some of the songs he was, he was like writing still for the dead boys or for, like he was actually working on new Dead Boys material, or maybe it was for Sylvain Sylvain. So that first album had a lot more songs that had like the same sort of tension that I thought made the Dead Boy songs great. Hmm. Where the the new record has maybe more of its own sound. The first, which the, is not a bad thing, but yeah. the first album, um, the first album was called A Date with A Date with the Oxys, the Oxys yeah. and the second album was called Generation, Generation Irrelevant. And the artwork on both was done by, uh, oh boy, what's his name? Guys from the Ravagers? Yeah, the guy from yeah Ravagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt, it was Alex, Alex Hagen, Alex Hagen. Yeah, H- Hagen the Pagan. Yeah, yeah. which was well, I never which, did get to. I saw them this year. I never did meet him though. He's, they they were good though. Yeah, nice Ravagers guy. Were great. Um, which was on number <coughs> combined number one album a couple years ago, I believe. Was yeah, yeah, that's record. right. The Ravagers. Yeah, Badlands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God, but anyway, weird. back to back to the Oxies. So. Um, the song I picked is the one I, one of the ones I think reminds me most of like a Dead Boys song. Um, but you no, know, the whole record's great. Like I said, not really a, a ten songs. You know, I think ten ten songs under half hour. You know, just another just banger of a record. Um, also, and and this does not affect my final decision at all. But we were thanked in the liner notes. Yeah, that's right. We which were, is fir- which is a first and something that needs to happen more often. So if you put on a new record. <laughs> Just plan on thanking us in the liner notes so that they will know we're here when we're gone. The, yeah, they will know it. that we were here. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I mean, it's like it might only get us like one new fan, but you know, somebody's going through those liner notes and going, "Oh, what's this? I'll check it out." So anyway, I just think it's cool. I appreciated it. So, um, but no, so th- I picked the song. Like I said, I picked the song that I felt sounded most like a Dead Boy song. Um, it's called "I Feel Nothing." It's a great song. So check it out.
All right, that was the Oxys off of uh, Generation Irrelevant, Tom's number three album of the year, and the song was I Feel Nothing. And I agree, yeah, some some songs on there have got a very dead boy's feel. Some of them, uh, I don't know, it's just a really good record. It's just a really good record. It's uh, from Mr. Horrible, which I think was the first single, which was written yep, yep, Sid Vicious. That's about Sid Vicious. Sid Vicious and Freddie Mercury. <laughs> I was, uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone's yeah. favorite Brit rockers. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Everyone's favorite dead Brit rockers. Which, which which version of the album did did you get? What was the color of the vinyl? Ah, uh, Black. Oh, you got the black one. Okay, interesting. Uh, so I bought the first one. I got black too, and then I got the new one. They sent me a new copy of the black. They actually they did send me the singer sent me a copy of the new record. So yeah, I have been bought and sold. I bought the. Um, I guess it came out on. There was like a split version that came out that was super limited like on deadbeat clear or something like that yeah but yeah, then cool. that that sold out but then they came out with an even cooler splatter uh black ah. pink thing which is ah, the, which go. is the one i bought so yeah it's a it's a great record i like that deadbeat records they play for they put on a lot of cool stuff actually they actually do um they're from yeah. cleveland i believe that label is yeah they have some good st- kind of one of those unsung labels that yeah. Yeah, some good stickers and stuff too. They they have a they have their shit nailed down deadbeat. Yeah. They have their the whole look and their their style down. Yeah, it's good good stuff. All right. So my number 3 was a real surprise to me cuz I didn't even have this album on my of uh, this band on my uh, radar. I'd never heard of them before until huh. um when we the did suspense our, is killing me, though. The suspense is killing me. Well, when we did our 6 month show, 6 month you know albums of the year. Um, and we asked, uh, I asked the, uh, you know, uh, people on the Facebook group, what was some of their first, uh, favorite albums of the first six months of the year? Someone mm. mentioned this record and I can't remember who it was now. I'm, I apologize, but, um, they said, oh yeah, Dickie, Dickie, uh, Devil and the Deviants is my favorite, ah, yes, favorite yes. record of the year. So I'm like, huh, well, let me give that a listen. And I downloaded it, and it is fun as hell. It's like gothic-themed pop-punk, uh, but in a, in a Scooby-Doo so kind now, of now way. What, la- what label is that on, Neil? Um, it is on, uh, what's that girl's record label? Little Lost Girl Media. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which... Surging, surging label. <laughs> She's the she's the lady that does most of the eight tracks. Does the eight tracks? Right? Does eight yeah. tracks? Yeah. So I guess she's decided to do vinyl as well. Well, it's is, funny because she started to get a little bit of a catalog. Like she's actually started to sort of make a little label there. So yeah, she also has a podcast, I believe, too. Maybe we should jump on the little lost girl media bandwagon. You know, maybe it's time. Uh, well, I don't, I don't know about that because I don't know what other bands she has. But anyway, the Dicky Dicky Dicky. Well, she's got eight Christ. tracks for a bunch of giant bands. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna buy a fucking eight track, but um, can anyone even play those eight tracks? <laughs> or are they, or are they just something to have on the shelf as a, as a conversation you to, starter? You have to go over to like your creepy uncle's house to listen to it. <laughs> None fine, my, I'll let you. Fine, I'll let you touch me, but you need to listen to this eight track while you're doing it. None of my creepy uncles had eight tracks. They were all way too uncool for that. Yeah, what yeah. they have, real to real. No, the one guy had a fucking. Uh, you know, was one of those old. He was too cheap to buy the fucking real uh, brand, like Pepsi or Coke or something. He had one of those <laughs> like soda stream machines. Oh yes, have, yes, You know, yes. that tasted like ass. 
<laughs> the only thing all the creepy uncles have in common is like you can picture the mustache now. Yeah, like everything else is debatable, but you can picture the mustache. And, and dude, dude, fuck it. it's just so funny how how different the seventies were than than, than, yeah. than today. Like you wouldn't dream of this. So we we used to go around to this to his aunts and uncles. You know, mom and dad would go over there for for drinks and dinner or whatever it was, and and they'd bring me because I was small. You know, I was like ten or something, whatever I was. But yeah. um, they'd leave me downstairs by myself while they went upstairs to smoke and drink. So oh, I'd, be, yeah. I'd be downstairs by myself watching TV for like three hours. So your maybe. creepy uncle comes down and slides his hand on your pants. No, w- worse because he'd get, he'd give me the crappy Soda Stream Coke or something. Uh, that would yes. make me want to throw up. And well, some- Soda Stream is like a recent thing. It must have been some like old fashioned. Oh yeah, it was. Like it was like, it was like one of those old fashioned soda machines where you had the squirty thing, like from a thing from the forties. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it had I some remember, kind like of like cartridge, making, like trying to make root beer. Like it was like a homemade root beer or something. I don't remember how you got a carbonator or if it was just flat. Or what but well, well this was like a real sucks old... to be a sucks to be like steve martin said man i was born a poor black child right <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it really was one of those like, old school soda uh soda bottle things like you would get in like you'd see in like 1940s movies where you'd spray the soda water out of it because i had like a carbonated top at the end or whatever and uh and yeah he'd fill that with a fine neil you win the poverty olympics <laughs> Dude, you don't even want to know about my upbringing. <laughs> I don't know and we had a bath one day a week, and I had to share uh, the water with my dad and my brother. Yeah, and, uh, I, was, and I was last one in. So, Ooh. yeah, yeah, we could talk about all that sometime. That's why you're. That's why you're like immune to disease now. Anyway, how the fuck did we get onto that from Dicky Devils and the Deviants? I don't know. Play a Dicky Devil song, would you? Um, but anyway, so yeah, so I, I streamed it after this guy suggested it, and I was like, "This is funny as fuck." But not only is it funny. The songs are really good. They're super fucking catchy, huh. super catchy pop punk type songs, but all with a funny uh, a funny hook. Um, and they do a killer cover of the Do Run Run, except they change the words. It's not those aren't the words. Uh, mm. They're just funny. It's just funny as fuck, and it's a really really good album. And it's stayed on my playlist all year, so that's why I have it as high as it is. And mm. uh, and they they really dive into the whole like. Uh, scooby-doo type horror kind of thing um but anyway so yeah so this is my off my number three album of the year which is dicky devil and a deviance self-titled and uh this song is called got her hooked Uh, is it called got her hooked holy hold on a second that might not be that might not be the official title hold on do, 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 dicky devil and a deviance um i got her hooked is the hooked is the is the name of it and you would think it's a love song but it's, it's a not horror movie. it's about, on a big, hanging it's on a big exactly hook. it's leatherface oh, and he's gonna wear a that. face so it's, <laughs> but it's got a really <laughs> fucking catchy hook so anyway yep i got her hooked uh dick the devil and the deviants Oh, yeah. 
That was my from my number three album of the year. So our pals Lincoln's. over there, and I don't know if these guys have turned on you turned you on to or not, but uh, Justin, one of my Justin Seelig, that's yeah, it. yeah, he's, yeah. He's a good man doing nothing. Our my buddies over there. Yep. Uh, we hang out with them at Savage Mountain, and uh, yeah, he, I, they were. I know they came highly recommended from them. You know, I got to get better about that. You're you're better about like taking suggestions. I just get so backed up, and I can't remember what I'm supposed to listen to and i just never get to it so i know i've ignored some really good suggestions so if you've suggested some good stuff for me to listen to and i haven't listened to it it's nothing personal i haven't done it for anybody so so yeah i've just really i've just really enjoyed that record and that was one of those ones again where it was like uh do i put something on my list that i know should be an important punk rock record or do i put something on that i've enjoyed and I how, about new, to, how about the new damned record that you just want to sleep through? <laughs> yeah, it's fucking awful. I'd never want to play that. I listened to it all the way through. <laughs> I never want to play it ever again. Uh, yeah, just fucking terrible. Anywho. Know, number two. Down to number two of the year. Tom's number two album of 2023. What is it, Tom? The Bull Weevils. Essentials. Oh, yes. 27 years after the last album or something because like i was trying to figure well my next uh, my number one it's been was a number of years between but this had to be i mean i think their last proper studio was mid 90s that sounds about right i think yeah so yeah 25 27 years later the bull weevils come out with a new record <laughs> they're, on the, they're on the same chicago path as uh, as peg yeah. boy <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Or, or naked Reagan. Well, it's it's funny too because once again, you know, our my complaints were that you know, four of the songs had already been released. Um, it's short, man. It, I honestly, this is one record. I wish I had two more songs on it. So it's mm-hmm. ten songs. It's like twenty three minutes. Just, but it's it's raging. The new songs are great. The old songs, the two older songs that they re record, the really older songs are sonically way better than the original versions um you know we've talked about how much we hate when bands re-record old songs but mm-hmm. the original bullies records on dr strange they weren't bad but they were really quickly recorded and like you could hear mistakes and stuff like that there was some sloppiness and now it's like everything's digital and there's not that rush so they and they probably took you know who knows five years to make the thing or something but uh yeah this is on red scare you know some other friends of ours toby and mm-hmm uh great record man i just I, and once again i was kind of just playing around with my top handful of bands but man i, I love this record and uh i don't listen to it enough and uh yeah so it's, it's and, got and good they, album knows art too good album same. art so yeah and, and the live that's just you know especially for their age guys are in their 50s man live one of the one of the yeah. great Chicago. like if a punk tour comes to chicago you hope they add the bull evils as an opener because they're they're just they're great man so let's uh play one of, i think this is the opening track and um, this is called predisposition
right, that was Tom's n- number two album of the year, Ball Weevil's Essential. And uh, that was the track was Predisposition, which is indeed uh, the first track of the album. Paid for the record myself. Now, did you get that from Loud Pizza? I did. I bought it when I ran up at Loud Pizza one day. Yeah. Nice. Nice. They were having yeah. one of the they were having one of the guitars from Cheap Trick in the store in the store today. Uh, right it's now. funny you were saying that because I was looking closely. It's actually Robin Zander's son, which I which I still think he plays. He plays. Guitar he's in the band Trick. now. Yeah. yeah, he's in the band yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. No, which I think that's super cool. They're from from Rockford, right? Or something. Rockford, from, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, land, the land the time forgot. Yes. Well, Rockford. because I kept, I'm like Robin. It was Robin Zander. But it was they kept him his middle name, Robin Thomas or Robin Hudson Zander. I'm like, that's not how what he's known as professionally. And I started reading the being like, oh, it's his kid who plays in the band now. Yeah, yeah, because I think it's only like Buddy Carlos, the original drummer, is long gone. And I think so. Is it just him and like the bass player, and then they have a different lead guitar player? They got rid of that goofy lead guitar player at all this. I don't know. Anyway, Cheap Trick is a what Rick well, Nelson's yeah. gone. He doesn't play in the band anymore. Well, Rick Nelson was the bass player. He played the twelve string. Oh, bass. was he? I thought that I thought he was the wacky guy with the and wacky guitar. And then the guitars. goofy guy with the hats and all the. I don't know. I may be backwards, but I, only two of them are left. I, I don't know which two. But I know Bunny Carlos, the drummer's gone. Um. So yeah. anyway, no, that's pretty cool. I hope he does really well with that. So many hotels. I hope it's full of you know non hipsters and whatnot, <laughs> old folks. But I mean, it, I think a lot of people. I hope it's not also that a lot of people show up thinking it's actually going to be Robin Zander, the right. singer for Cheap Trick. You know, I, I was, con- I was that would be confused huge. about that too. Yeah, well, it, it, uh, is it though? Because they're one of those bands that. But they draw, man. Cheap Trick still draws. Oh, is that right? Okay. At least yeah. on the county fair level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It's uh, funny, you know, of the classic rock bands. Like I, I like. I mean, they're they're one of the better of the like classic rock radio bands cheap tricks definitely top tier right i mean they had some great songs were you not a fan um i you know what i only know the songs that were made famous in like movies and stuff like uh you know but i mean uh, i want you to i want you to want me yeah dream police surrender yeah that was yeah yeah, yeah. great power pop like power pop songs better than you know like all the other illinois bands like sticks or something you know right Right, uh, for sure. You know, a lot of RL Speedwagon or whatever. Yeah, and and they they got some credit in the early punk scene too. In fact, yeah. I think before Roger Coleman cast the Ramones, I think Cheap Trick was going yeah, to be one of the bands. They were thinking of Rock and Roll High School. Yeah, roll high school, yeah. yeah it uh, was written around them, as a matter of fact. <laughs> but I don't know if they got too big or what. Like, because it's funny, you know, Rock and Roll High School. Obviously, Ramones. It's it wasn't like a hit movie or anything, but it's considered a classic now. But I mean. What? Where were the Ramones on the list? Were they like sixth? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, because originally it was supposed to be Disco High. It was going to oh, be a geez. disco movie, and then they oh, decided to be... yeah. Then it was, <laughs> and then they they yeah, yeah Cheap Trick, and then obviously the Ramones, so which cheap, was Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick could have been sitting in the apartment of a high school girl while she danced out of the shower naked. That would have been much more comfortable. <laughs> For everybody involved, yeah, because they were much older, probably. <laughs> Good old Riff Randall, man. Yeah, she still got it. She yeah. still got it. Now, see if you can name who was the who was the uh, the uh, who was the groupie. See if you can remember her name. Irma Ballbreaker. Oh, what? Oh no, that's from Porky's. <laughs> uh, the gym teacher from Porky's. I, I don't know. I don't remember. I just remember Riff Randall. Uh, oh, oh, you asked me a question. You didn't even yeah. know. Yeah. Well, d- no, it was on the tip of my tongue, and now it's one of the problems with getting old. Is because you know, shit because just goes right out of your mind. It's funny, Neil. I was I, I you know I had a little it, angel dust angel, angel dust that was oh, her nice. name. 
I had a little Christmas party yesterday and hung up with Uncle Marv, and we actually even went to the local my local bar here and watched the Lions crush the Denver Broncos. Yeah, they did. After but, losing to the lousy Bears and lousy fuck? Packers. Yeah, I don't what the know. fuck was that about? Yeah. Lions always keep you on the edge of your seat. They do. Yeah. But um, but he had a couple of suggestions, and one of them was, you guys should play trivia. You should play trivia. And I'm like, well, the problem with that is they used to do that on the Punk News podcast. I don't want to be accused of ripping off anything from the Punk News podcast, but it could potentially be fun. I said, well, we'll consider it. Mm, he gave us, he gave, I, us a hand, he gave us a handful of notes, so we'll, uh, I'll, uh, we'll go over it next time we have a face-to-face. <laughs> I just don't think on, on a recorded podcast like this, I just don't see how that works. You'd have he, to also, have he also says we need, we need to bring back the... He actually, he didn't say this, but I'm like, do you think we need to bring back the Uncle Marv character, Marv? Do you think it's been too long since the Uncle Marv <laughs> character has been brought up? <laughs> is, it, is, it, is that creepy Uncle Marv? Did he have a mustache? No. <laughs> back no. in the day. But he loved his 70s rock back in the day. He but does. No, he, he played so, it on that anyway, on the ill-fated boat ride. He yeah, played a lot of seventies rock. Right. So anyway, you're back. At, you're back, Uncle Marv. You're back. All right, Uncle Marv. Yes. Anyway, whose turn is it? Mine. Mine. Number two. You're number two. Yes. So for a while, I had this long while. I had this as my number one album of the year. Um, okay. But then again, I was like, well, if I'm driving home from work, which album do I want to put on? when uh, uh misfits walk among us well it was well, exactly but what new <laughs> album do i want to put on from this year that i yeah. want to put on when uh what's what's the stupid satellite radio station it's not spotify what the fuck's it called serious when serious oh, when, when so when, you got a new car so you're listening to serious because you were always like an apple music guy before right so well Apple Music is more like Spotify, right? Sirius is just one of those satellite radio stations. Yeah, a bunch yeah. of stations. Well, it's, yeah. funny you, that, it's funny that you're listening to that because, well, because they'll give you like a year when you get a new car. They know you have a new car. Three months. So yeah, like, they give you three months for free, yeah. I mean, are you gonna, you, are, so you're paying for it now, then. I paid for the cheapest subscription they have, uh, which is like two ninety nine a month. So you listen to Howard Stern? No, you don't get that for the cheapest one. Oh, you see, have to get the no. most expensive one for that. So, But Probably what I do best. listen to... It's really to, not very funny anymore. So they have, they have a punk station... And they do. They do. Is it called Octane or something? No, it is uh, punk. Because there was not when I was still listening to Sally Radio, which I did for years, Howard and all that. They did not have a dedicated punk station. Like they had punk shows on. I think it was Octane, but they didn't have any punk stations per se. No, there is there is a punk station. I'm I'm blank on the name of it, but um, and they and they play sometimes they play some decent stuff I've never heard before, but oftentimes there's an awful lot of Blink One Eighty Two and Forty One ah, and shit like that. So so when they're playing Blink One Eighty Two, what do I? Th- I'm like, well, what what should I listen to from my recent playlist? You know, put it over to classic vinyl. And listen to some Springsteen and. <laughs> You know what I did? I made a fucking classic uh, Frank Sinatra station. So I ah. to listen to Frank Sinatra. And there's an 80s station, like 80s New Wave. It's called First Wave. Oh. It's actually much better yeah, than the punk station. Easy. Yeah, I, I yeah. just listened to that. Much yeah, that was better. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'm on the Mexican. Whoa. Radio. Yeah, I was trying to explain uh, those guys to uh, a couple of ladies from work because they couldn't remember who that band was. Um, anyway. You don't remember Mexican radio? They're just looking at you like you might as well be made of chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I saw those guys actually warm up for U2 once in the early 80s, but that's another story. Um, so, but anyway, so it's like, well, this is how I decided what was going to be number one and number two. So it's like, yeah. so if, I, if I'm if i deciding on something to listen to instead of this fucking Blink-182 song, what am I going to listen to? And it wasn't my number two. So that's why these guys are number two. Um, Private Function. Okay. Another Australian band. 
Their album um, was, it's called Hello Asshole, even though you can't really tell because it's upside down on the album cover. And the album cover looks like a scratch card, so it kind of sucks. The album, the album art sucks. Um, but I think they're crazy Australian, so they did that on purpose. You know, because they like to have ugly haircuts and they like to dress bad. Yes. Uh, on they purpose. like to run into kangaroos with their cars and have mullets, yes. Yes, if, if you were Australian, I think you'd be beating kangaroos to death with your tire right. <laughs> I'd be running hat. them over with my Honda, yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, so the album is called um, Hello Asshole. And you said some interesting things uh, when we had Ricky and Adam on on their top tens because Ricky had it super high yeah. too on his. And you said that you didn't like it so much just because every track on the album sounded like a different band, right? Well, the problem, the, it, that's not exactly it because I know one of the things you liked about it was how varied it was. Yeah. The the issue I take with it, and we, we might end up having these guys on, so I don't want to be a dick. Yeah. Because they've reached out, even though like they're from Australia, was it like a 16-hour time difference? How the hell are we going to do that? But anyway. Probably, yeah. Anyway, but it wasn't that it wasn't that the songs all sounded different. It was that I could I felt like I could tell what band they were trying to sound like. Yeah, I know what you mean. On each track. Yeah, but I didn't think it was bad. I mean, I enjoyed the album. I don't I didn't want to I didn't want to take the piss out of it too much. But no, and I, and I agree, and that is certainly a thing. But they're also they do all the songs. They're all good songs. Yeah. Whether it be whether it's a metal song or a, or a hardcore yeah. song or whatever it is, they do them all very very well. And there's a there's a thread that runs throughout the album. Um, and I I, I I just really liked it, but I like my number one album better. Okay. You know. So uh, so anyway, I'm gonna play uh, "Downright Dangerous" by Private Function um, off of my number two album of the year, "Hello Asshole." So yeah, Private Function here. My number two album of the year there, Hello Asshole by Private Function, and the song was Downright Dangerous. And uh, yeah, it's good stuff. I actually don't have either of the Australian albums in on vinyl. Mm. So you have to pay I, the big money, huh? I think those are the only two on my list that I don't have vinyl for. Huh. So yeah, anyway. So yeah, so Tom, it's time. Time for your number one. I wish one I was in Tijuana, the- eating barbecued <laughs> iguana. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get that out of my head anytime soon now. Yeah, Mexican Radio. It's a great... They have some great songs, actually. I think that's the only one I probably know. But, but, yeah, I I like that New Wave channel, channel too. I remember that. So, my number one, spoiler alert. I mean, we've already... I've already divulged it. I've already 
spat it out, is the new Lord Class Brats album. Unlike Neil, I did not punish them for not streaming because I have a beautiful copy of the record. Did Mark send it to me or did I buy it? I cannot remember. I think, I think, the, I think Mark, I think Mark sent it to, it to us. Yeah, Mark sent it to us. I would have certainly bought it. I bought the reissue of New Seditionaries this year from Loud Pizza also. A uh, beautiful slab of orange, I think orange wax. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it, it, listen, man, I, I, there's nothing more to say. It's just a great, great punk album. It'd be great in any year. And uh, I think it'd been 16 or 17 years since they'd put out a proper album, too. And it just, uh, I don't know if I like it quite as much as New Seditionaries. I think New Seditionaries might be their kind of high watermark. Um, their early stuff is great, too, but it's kind of rough sounding, you know? Like yeah, the production yeah. Yeah. is good. But, uh no, and I agree with you, and one of the things I liked about it the most was that everything on the record sounds angry. The guitars still sound angry. They're not, yeah. all, they're not all lost in the mix, like for a lot yeah. of the freaking uh, dummy. The vocals aren't too high. The, mix, the vocals are nice and raspy. Yep. Um, it sounds like a punk rock again, record should. That's decent, what it sounds like. variety within the punk rock genre, and tons of... I'm a sucker for bands that reference, like... When we had Bones on, it was obvious. This dude is a music lover. Not mm-hmm. just punk rock, but right. glam and classic rock and Lord knows what else. Maybe 50s rock, Motown. I don't know. But there's so many musical references in this thing. It's like a rich smorgasbord of picking out little bits of this and that. You can actually kind of dissect it a little bit. And I'm sure there's lots that I'm missing, too. But unfortunately, like Neil said, because it's not streaming, I'm going to play this song for the third time this year. <laughs> Okay, I was going to say, but so you've changed it because he would have played something, time, not even off this album. <laughs> Flaunt it if you got it, man. This is All the Young Dudes Are Pissed from the Tales of the Wild, the Ugly, and the Damned. Yeah. 
All right, that was Tom's number one album of the year, Lower Class Brats. Um, Tiles, Tales of the Wild, the Ugly and the Damned, which is a piss take off, not a piss take, but a, a copy of uh, the first Ultravox album, um, The Wild, the Beautiful and the Damned. See, I, see what, like, again, once again, I wouldn't have even got that. Yeah. You know what I mean? There, there's a lot going on. You know, there's Bowie references, obviously. There's some are easier than others to pick out, but yeah, good stuff, man. Yeah, and, if, and in the video, there is too. In fact, it begins with Mud uh, doing like Tiger Feet or something like that. Huh. So yeah, there's tons of tons See, of like, glam references. Mud, I don't think Mud, you know, like Slade and The Sweet and a lot of those bands had an American presence. I don't feel like Mud really came across the ocean. Maybe I'm wrong, but... No, I don't think they did either. They had two fucking great singles. Um, did they? What they, they needed was Quiet Riot to cover them, and then they'd be huge. The, they were they were pretty short lived, really. Well, at least in the charts, they were. And by me, like seventy four, seventy five, they were huge, and then huh. they kind of dropped away. Even though, like a lot of those bands of that time, a lot of those glam bands, the songs were written by a songwriting duo called uh, Chin and Chapman, I believe. So they Who wrote were not song- in the band, right? They wrote songs for all those bands. Oh, no kidding. Well, not Slade, per se, but Sweet and Mud, and there was a, there was a couple of other, like, uh, glam poppy bands back in oh, the no day kidding. there um, that were written by, I think, Nicky Chin and Mike Chapman, I think, were the two guys that huh. were writing those songs. They got richest richest snot and never had to deal with the crap, probably. Probably, yeah, yeah. Is is there even a Bay City Rollers uh, reference? in? Or was that in Glam Bastard? Maybe that was in Glam Bastard, the other uh, sure. lower-class brass sure. song. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I sort of, I sort of missed lower class brats like spikier stuff from the early days, and I would love for them to reissue those albums. But like I said, sound wise, you know, this is a great. The new album is, and, and new, this edition is the reissue too. It's just great sounding punk record. Just you know, everything's clear. It's not a wimpy mix. Sometimes they go for the wimpy mix where the vocals are too loud and the guitar's too low because you gotta right. have that guitar, you gotta have the right. snare, you gotta have that bite, you know. Well, that's what I was saying, because a lot of the albums that come out from, like, the Blasting Room or whatever it's called on the West Coast there, a lot of those albums all sound the same, because the production's all the same, well, and the, the guitar is muted yeah. in the mix, and it just doesn't sound... It sounds too professional. It's not punk rock, you know? Well, when Heather was on, too, I mentioned it, and I don't want to pick on these people specifically, because I think they're doing some real good stuff, but like I like that, like that, I said, that Luke McNeil-produced stuff, he's an Illinois guy, he's the copyrights guy, the background vocals have a certain sound to it, and I, I just don't care for it. It's not it's not rough enough it's too sweet yeah the, the back the background vocals I, I, i'm not sweet and, and I it's am. a matter it's a matter of preference i mean because like the freaking mccrackens have layers and layers of layers of background vocals but they do more like a like a classic almost like a beach boy style phil specter if you the way they layer them it just it sounds better to my ear once again maybe it's more of a personal preference mm-hmm. but I, what happens with these older punk bands a lot of times the singers just can't belt it out like they used to so they end up singing with less ferocity and they just push it up higher in the mix and bones doesn't do that he's still howling he's still got the raspy voice and he's still singing hard you know and that allows the band to stay kind of edgy sound even though they're not spring chickens either Mm -hmm. so anyway that's it that's my two cents uh I wish you could, you know, listen and prove me right, but you're going to have to order the record, order the record if you want to. Right. Hear it. And that's the unfortunate thing about it. We'd like everybody to be able to hear this. Like today, yeah. I'd like to be able to download it, but you fucking can't. It's just, I mean, this must be on purpose. This you must, know, you this should, must be You purposeful. should digitize a copy of it straight off your LP and we'll just pass it out to people. Yeah, let me get right on that. Yeah. 
Other I mean, I know you're. I, I mean, I know that turntable that I bought from you has an ability to do some digitizing, but I don't know how to do it. I probably threw away the software. Yeah, you can. You can always download the software. It's finding the cables and stuff, and you know. I guess hooking stuff. I, up. I'll tell you what. I'll dub it down to cassette, like I used to back in the old days, and then you can figure out what to do with it from there. Yeah, maybe we'll just do it real old school, like I say, and hold up a microphone to the speaker. There you go. <laughs> do it that way. Crackles and everything. Yeah, crackles and everything will sound more authentic then. All right, Neil. So what's what's the what what, what do you got, man? So like, put uh, us out of our misery. Where are we at? So, um, my number one of the album, my number one album of the year, uh, and people are going to be rolling their eyes, and I really don't care because they're going to be saying this band is a sellout and this, that, and the other, and laughing. But my number one album of the year is the new Rancid album. Tomorrow never comes. Um. I thought long and hard about this. And, long and hard. And it's just, yeah, long and hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's just been, it's, it's the album I go to most to, to play throughout the entire year. Just because I love it. It's really great. Every song on the album has grown on me. And um, I just I just really like it. I, I find myself singing along. I love the variety of it. Like different people singing on different songs or different background vocals. Or, you know, um, every song is a different style or genre. It's not all the same pace, which is the only criticism I'd make of the Territories album. That it's all, it's very mono-paced. Whereas every song on this Rancid album, is they're all different, right? They're all fucking different. Um and even the biggest attractor in the world would have to agree with that. Uh, and you either like Tim Armstrong or you don't. And I do. You know, I, I, I just think he's. I just think they're super talented, and every song is fucking good. So that's why I chose this as my number one punk rock album of the year. And I'm sure I'll get flack, but I, I don't care. So yeah, um, I've picked the song "Live Forever" off of off. Of, Tommy, okay there. Yeah, no, I'm just. Uh, I, I I muted while I was peeing, but now I'm walking back from the bathroom. <laughs> he sounds. He sounds like an old horror horror movie album or something. You're like, you're like, man, he doesn't seem to be holding his tongue about this decision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Am I still on? Is this is this is this still working? Yeah. You're then I expected the, the footsteps calling. coming back from the bathroom. Yes, I'm back. I'm back in my pillow forge to solitude. So yeah, so like I was saying, uh, I like the fact that every every song sounds different, and they're all different structure and different uh, different style, and I just I just really really like it. Back to front. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna play the song "Live Forever" off of my number one album of the year, which is "Tomorrow Never Comes" by Rancid.
so yeah that was uh my number one album of the year rancid live forever and um i i and i almost put dicky devils on a deviant second to be honest because those are the two albums probably i've listened to the most this year because i just enjoy both of them you know well the thing i'll say about the rancid thing so i think a lot of people are going to bust your balls about it because it is too commercial you know it's obviously like the biggest like punk you know other than like 182 and green day which you know are hardly punk at this point it's probably the biggest commercial record but it's going to be on a lot of people's list i think a lot of people just maybe won't be as forward about admitting it um i think most people are too cool to admit it don't they i was really i was much higher on it when it came out Hmm. um and i agree with a lot of what you said where it got me was i do think it dropped off quite a bit in the second half i thought the first half was quite a bit stronger and there was a couple just the lyrics i thought were bad on some of the songs yeah I, sometimes i don't know what tim armstrong is yeah thinking. like I, he's doing songs about being a buccaneer being a pirate or I, something I, yeah, I don't know. I, some of the songs i thought were a little cringy lyrically not like offensive or anything just kind of like like what are we doing here dude but you know you know listen like what you like who cares well i find that more interesting though than hearing a you know a new punk band singing you know 20 songs about how reagan about how uh trump sucks or about you know the price of coca-cola i don't know whatever it is i i just find this a lot more (laughs) a lot more fucking interesting you know i i actually haven't bought this yet i was right on the brink of it um the only the only two ransoms i actually have on vinyl are are let's go and malcolm okay and uh, I I used to buy them like I used to buy their albums at like uh, Best Buy like the the new album come out I go buy the CD for like nine ninety nine so I have a lot of their later stuff on on CD on CD yeah. and I don't know that I would bother replacing a lot of it on vinyl to be honest with you yeah sl- slowly I've been catching up I almost have all of them on on vinyl just because yeah. oftentimes you know when I'm buying something off of Discogs and uh it'll be like oh you know buy one more thing and you get free shipping so yeah. i just i just got like the not the last album but the one before that uh like honors all we know or something like troublemaker it was, or something. troublemaker it was troublemaker and, see, it, was, and think, it was like 12 see, I, it was like 12 dollars and then it got free I, shipping I he either of those albums but i i like troublemaker honors all we know but i i look at it now i'm like i don't even remember any of the songs on it you know yeah, see, I do. I and I when I played the Troublemaker album, other than the album, title, the title track or whatever. Yeah, when I played the Troublemaker album, I was like, "Fucking hell, some of these songs are really good." I've huh. forgotten how you know, and it'll be like anything else. Some of the songs are maybe not so strong, but um, you know. But if you really loved it, you'd buy the box set where it split the whole album up into two songs, seven inches. So that's what I find interesting. I was looking at Pirates Press today because I ordered the Territories album, and I also yep. ordered the pre-ordered the New Drowns album, which will be out early next year, and um. You know, it's got a rancid section, but all it has for rancid, it's all the albums like split onto seven inches, like like you just said. Well, they're not, they're not, they do all the side projects pretty much, but they're right, not exactly. rancid's label. Like rancid's right. still on Hellcat, Epitaph, right? Epitaph, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever it is, yeah. But so, but they do all these weird seven inch things, right? And who the hell wants to do that? Who wants to buy uh, it's just an collectors. album on seven inch? It's just collectors, I think. Because I mean, you got to get up and change it like sixteen times to get all thirty-two songs on the album. Well, like I said, now that I don't have an automatic turntable anymore, too, because if I fall asleep in a record playing, it's just grr, grr, yep. grr, yep. grr. You know, hopefully it's not one of the ones that runs the needle all the way to the label. And says, yeah, I was gonna say because I do have a couple like that. They're they're clearly like at a some kind of shitty pressing plant where it hasn't it doesn't have the end groove. You know, the yeah. endless groove. And uh, yeah, and it runs the needle all the way over to the label <laughs> to the middle. <laughs> Whoops. Up on the paper. Yeah. Yep. Whoops. Well, listen, I think we probably ought to call it a day now. We've, we've uh, given them 
people 20 songs. Yep, we have. And I, I we tried to stay focused. I'd say we stayed more focused than usual. Yep. A couple of sides. So, yeah, like I said, I want to do one more year-end wrap-up where we talk about gigs. And, and like I said, there's some great EPs, great reissues, stuff Singles, like that. Yeah. Or, yep, yep, for sure. Yep, and yep. do some of that stuff. And, uh, yeah, and then, like I said, next year, 2024, we've got... We got some big things coming up, man. We're gonna, you know, we're, we got to do some investing in our Punk Till I Die infrastructure. We're gonna buy a big office building, skyscraper for our headquarters. <laughs> well, there's lots, there's lots of office space to be found. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so you know, but uh, yeah, we got we got we got a lot of stuff coming up next year. Um, you know, it, it, like I said, we'll do one more before the year's over. But it was kind of a hard year in a lot of ways, but. Um, yeah, you've had a hard time this year, haven't you? Yeah, you know, yeah. and I think you did too. And we struggled to, uh, like I said, I struggled with being motivated to book book some guests, and I really want to get back to that. And the, you know, especially now, it's like you know, we got nothing left to prove anymore. Let's just try to get as many people as we want to talk to. Which is not to say you know people won't reach out to us and we won't put them on if they seem kind of interesting, we will. But it's time to kind of focus on you know getting the people that we really want to. Get, want to talk to so and that's an interesting one because i've had uh you know we'll save that for another time to talk about but i've had a lot of bands reach smaller bands reach out to us on uh, yeah. on instagram and stuff and we have to talk about what kind of thing we want to do with that going forward because yeah. it's still got to be interesting to our listeners too yeah well and so. that's the thing too we never want to be like uh you know you have to be x level of fame for us to talk to you that was never been our standard i think our standard has always been at least for me is like is there an interesting story there right because it's kind of one of those things we're looking to get you know we're looking at bigger bands that bring us listeners and obviously if you're a smaller band you want to get some of our you know listeners it's kind of a a two-way street so right i don't know it's been a fun ride and uh, yeah looking forward to hitting 2024 running hitting the ground running as they say indeed but uh yeah so yeah Punk Die Die 77 at Gmail, Punk Die Die Podcast, Punk Die Die Podcast group on Facebook. We are going to, uh, like I said, we're going to do one more year and wrap up, and we'll probably read some of your lists too. I've already kind of put out a call for that. So if you haven't sent it to us by now, it's probably going to be too late by the time you hear this. But uh, yeah, kind of curious to see what uh, everybody else has been listening to this year. So, and how much we've, how much we've influenced your listening. Which is always so, interesting, and you know all, yeah. all, all the guests we've had on. You know, well, I can't take credit for that, but some of the guests yep. we've had on, people might have been interest. You know, interested yeah. after that. Yeah, we had some old school guests this year. We had some. <laughs> you know what I can do? You know what I can guarantee? Yeah. We're not going to have yeah. anyone from the Damned on after we've slagged that new album. <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, because I would say because Rat Scabies had sort of been offered to me before, and yep. we, we we never got around to it. But yeah, now he's back in the Damned. Of course, by, um, this, by this time, by you know this week, he might be back he out might, yeah, he might have fallen yeah. out with him again and then agree with us that the album sucks. Because he's always <laughs> doing like these weird, you know, side projects and things that yep. are so obscure that I'm sure he'd be, you know, he would have been happy to talk to us. So we'll see. I'm not ruling out anyone, even if they just want to come on to yell at us for past sins. Boy, oh boy, what does this mean? I mean, yell at us for talking bad about them. A return of the parasites? Is that what this means? Oh, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> it would have to be interesting. Yes, sir. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. So, anyway. Neil, it's a pleasure as usual, everybody. Yep. We appreciate listening. Yep. Hope you hope you like some of our records. Hope we turned you on to some cool stuff this, this year. This year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's important. I think it's important to keep listening to new stuff. Yes, yes, yep. yes, it is. It's hard at our age, but we do it. Yep. We do it so you don't have to.
Exactly. Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> yep. So anyway, yeah. All right. Yes. Uh, keep a little mark in your heart and stay free. And we'll smell you later. Smell you later, everybody. Bye bye. Okay, that brings us to the end of another show. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember, keep a little mark in your heart, and we'll be back the same mark time, same mark channel. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Ah, ha, ha. Ever get the feeling you've been cheated? Good night. What a fucking rotter. What a load of old shit. Thank you, fuck you, bye, boom. Okay.